Welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. Time. Good morning, Julia. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. <laughs> Good morning, Julia. Good morning, Julia. Good morning, Julia. <laughs> uh, my, my name is Aaron. I'm Jason. And uh, today we have back in the studio again the um, uh, great dude, guitar player, bass player, just all around stud, superb gamer, Twitch star. <laughs> yeah um all of that uh cole Pallison, dude welcome back buddy thank you yeah, yeah man Good to be um, back. say say thank you one more time a little louder in the microphone thank you try and keep that fucker just yeah pretty close away anyway how you been man busy <laughs> busy you were just telling us oh, um yeah. you, so so you just you were telling us just just before we started we kept talking and talking like we do um about your house your Moving into your house, yeah, the housewarming party, and you were saying that you went out and bought. What'd you get yourself as a treat? Uh, I got myself a eighteen-year Talisker. <laughs> yeah. How was that? It was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not the couple days after, <laughs> but oh, yeah. it was it was really good. I enjoyed that scotch quite a bit. Beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, how and that was what two months ago or something like that. How long you guys been um, in your house now? We moved in like the end of July. End of July. Oh, oh, so it's been almost a year. Yeah, we're coming up close on a year. Oh, I'm Something happened. You're fine. Okay. We're just getting levels all adjusted. It happens when you jump into things. Anyways, so, man, you've been a busy fucking guy. Yeah. That's, you know, if anybody's curious, last episode he was on, we went through everything about how he started playing guitar and all the stuff he's been through all that's covered in the last episode if you want to learn about that then go listen to our last episode with him it's a it's it's wonderful but this mm -hmm. we're just gonna be jumping right in um so yeah I, we've been we've been watching man you've been just killing busy, it yeah busy with in, the, the in the local music scene yeah yeah let's um let's start so you're still with um brandon stills uh -huh. yep. right playing still bass. playing bass with him where that was last time as well um and then in the meantime you join dead nexus yep mm -hmm. which you're doing second guitars on or how would you describe dead nexus tell us a little about joining them and everything okay. like that yeah um so i i met dead nexus through brandon actually he um recorded mixed and mastered their last album unfathomable Perfect. and they posted that they were looking for a second guitar player and a drummer and well i play guitar yeah <laughs> hell yeah. Fuck yeah and then so i i was like okay yeah why not you know it's experience let's let's go for this so he sends me all the music i learned the whole set in a week mm. a week a week were you were Damn. you were you preparing just to, for an audition or did they have a show coming where they needed you no so oh, oh. they had two two other guitar players that they were auditioning so i'm like cool. oh well I got to stand out, learn the whole set. Yeah. So that's oh, what yeah. I did. Um, and I think it was two weeks of trying out, and they're finally like, yeah, you're in. Mm. <laughs> two yep. weeks of trying out. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah so wow. I, Damn. Nailed I think it, I then. tried out. The first day was a Thursday, and then they asked me back Tuesday, and then after that, it was good. Excellent, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. 
Hell yeah. Good for you. Good for you. And, um, with, and so with that, then are you, um, like I asked, like, like second guitar, what, what's, what's, what do you think is your, with that Nexus, it's a bit more like, I feel a bit more free, like, cool. Oh, we can be in the middle of playing a song and I can just bust out quick lick or, you know, I get solos and stuff. There's no lead and rhythm guitar. Oh, good. You guys, we both have our moments and we, you know, we harmonize and then we break off into solos um good stuff like that yeah cool what's what's the are you are you guys writing stuff yes can you talk about what i I believe so yes we've been working on this new one um we don't have a title for it but it's it, it covers all boundaries of the metal spectrum there's like you know, prog elements to it. There's full-on death metal elements. There's <laughs> black metal elements to it. It's Damn. it's really cool. I'm really excited with it. Good, good. And has has the has has the the process adapting to them? I mean, how how you felt it, like similar or or uh, in comparison to, I guess, other bands. I mean, do that, are they? Um, like the writing process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Like I said earlier, when they they posted they were looking for a guitar player and a drummer. Well, my best friend's a drummer who I've been jamming with since high school. Yeah. And so I brought him out. He auditioned and got the part immediately. And so, they're like, "Oh, this motherfucker bad." <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Damn, he's really good." Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. And um, hell yeah. So we brought him in, and you know he learned he learned the set really really fast too. Like I think it was a week. He came out and he knew the whole set by the time he was auditioning. Mm. Um, and so me and him have been writing since high school, just random stuff. We've been in black metal bands, thrash metal bands, death metal bands, doom metal bands. I mean, you name it, we've done it. Um, and so for him and me, we've always written like I'll jam a riff and he'll come up with a beat and we'll discuss it. And then, you know, it goes from there. Yeah. Yeah. But we haven't done it in a full band setting. So doing it with Dead Nexus was weird because they had their writing style. Like ways. so, yeah. So at that time when you joined, it was a guitar player, bass player, and a singer. Right. Uh, the, the other oh, guitar player sings. Oh, he's a, oh. So you guys are only a four piece. Yeah. Oh wow. For gotcha. some reason, I thought I thought Dead Nexus was a five piece. No. No four piece. Okay, cool. And he's full sings full time. Yep. Sings, uh, plays guitar, and then yeah, we have Eric the bass player. So. And oh, well, does he does he do vocals as well? No. No, I would like to pick up vocals, like doing some stuff, but I haven't brought it up yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do, um, do you do you what do you have areas that you th- think you're already comfortable that you could do? Um. Yeah, there's definitely like playing the songs and listening to it from an outsider perspective as somebody who didn't write it. It's yeah. like, oh, we can add this here and this would make it, you know, punch more and sure. stuff like that. Do, do you feel like you you already I mean. Do you feel confident in singing or screaming or, or do you yeah. have a thing that you do that? Yeah. So like, like I said, when I was jamming with the drummer in dead Nexus before mm-hmm. I was always the singer and guitar oh, player. Cool. Gotcha. So, okay. Very cool. So you have, you have comfortability separating kind of word standing from riff standing yeah. and, and yeah. that kind of limb separation yeah. that I cannot do for the life it's, of me. It's yeah. It took me years to figure it out. But once you do and you can like separate your mind, yeah. it's, yeah. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, with easy, with that, but... do you do you ever play drums at all, or even try swinging a some some sticks at some um, skins? <laughs> I program drums. <laughs> program drums. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I come up with ideas at home. Uh, yeah. Brandon's kind of like 
giving me the ropes on setting up a whole like little recording setup at well, home. Well, because you're 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 a bass player with with Brandon. Yeah. So it does help if you're. Do you write bass parts and stuff with when you do that? For the most part, I mean, he gives me the freedom. Like, okay, just learn. You know what we would what I wrote. Yeah. And then make it your own. So I add embellishments. You know, stuff in there, tapping stuff. Sometimes I harmonize with the guitar. I mean, it, it's but yeah. but in doing that and having the freedom there, you're also then hearing the rhythm. I mean, bass is a rhythm section, yeah. so you're also hearing like where drum parts should be, and that probably does help programming, huh? Yeah. Um, programming is new for me. I've always kind of like listened to a guitar riff or a bass something, and I'm like, oh, the drums would sound cool like this. And then when you're sitting in front of the computer and you're like, oh shit. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You just go blank. And yeah. So it's been it's been a hurdle getting comfortable with it, but it's it definitely helps you see everything, especially when you're oh, coming yeah. up with riffs. You're like map. Yeah. Map it, yeah. It turns into a puzzle at mm. that point. Like, oh, this is cool. Okay, and that's kind of in the same time signature. And oh, there's a song. Right. <laughs> right. It is a little. It is a little kind of mathy at that point, isn't it? A little find, bit, you, yeah. You, but that's what that's something that when we were tracking, I I had to like kind of keep myself from counting everything as fours and fives and 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 just like okay, get off of the grid of the numbers and still try and feel the beat, the yeah. beat and 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 the groove that the song from here to here should have. For all you out there listening, I spread my arms really <laughs> wide, <laughs> simulating a large stretch of music on a on a DAW. Um, but you know, instead of counting that one measure for that one measure, try and feel the whole. Yeah. And and it does get weird when you're programming it, or it does. Um, typically, if I come up with if I'm working on riffs or something, I come up with a drum beat first because, in my opinion, the drum sets the mood. Yeah. Um, interesting. I mean, interesting. You can, so, you can play... oh, so let me ask you this: not to cut you off, when you when you hear a song for a first time, okay. Mm-hmm. Someone says, hey, man, check this out. This is, Have you ever heard this band or this song before? And you're like, no, man. And when you go to just hear a song for the very first time, no conception of what it would sound like, what do you listen to first? What do I listen to first? I listen to the mood of the song. Because, you know, the mood sets it, its first impression. Yeah. When you're first listening to something, you know, you could say you're listening to Dark Throne for the first time. You're like, sure. oh, this sounds like death. Like, yeah. What? yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I listen to mood tone and then feel so drums of course are the feel oh wow but but you don't you don't you don't like pick out a specific instrument and like try and no i listen to everything all as one cohesive interesting interesting song you shouldn't be listening just for one instrument i mean if you're going back and like deeply analyzing everything yeah i'll go back and be like what is the guitar player doing there what is the bass player doing there yeah yeah when i'm listening to something for the first time it's like what is this? Try let's, to grab the whole thing. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I find I find every time I'm interested, and we've talked about this before, but not with you. Um, every time I'm introduced to a new song, I always gravitate towards the the bass or the drums first, and like I find myself counting kicks. Yep. And 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 kind of falling into like, I almost like the first time I do it, I almost completely, not on purpose, kind of put out the vocals. Mm-hmm. And because I want to hear what the music is doing and the feeling of, like you yeah. said, the feel, the you know what what it gives you. But I also I almost kind of find myself weirdly drawn, which Jason is mm-hmm. different in that. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I always go right for the vocals usually, kind of. But 
I don't know. I'm learning how to like just kind of focus on the drums more because it is feel, you know, it does. But 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 like you said, the the, the emotion in it is the vocals, and that's what that adds to it. Over the top of songs is you can have a song that without vocals sounds one way, Mm -hmm. and as soon as someone sings over it, it changes the entire feel of the song. Kind of yeah. I've always seen the drums as a tone setter for the Mm -hmm. for the tune. Interesting. Like, I mean, you could take a black metal riff, and you, if you you know look at it logically, it's just blast beats the whole time, ninety five percent of the time. Yeah. But you know, yeah. you add like a a rock beat over it, it changes the whole tonal quality of that riff. True. It sure yeah. does. It sure does. Of no, the riff. That. True. Right. Of the riff. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you can change uh, a whole song just depending on the drum beat. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. But but I guess okay. I guess we're kind of. I would say that. The, the drum beat does establish what the song sounds like, but once you have a song that's an instrumental song, it's all established. This is what it does. Sometimes the vocal, like you feel the song oh, yeah. a certain way. You add vocals on top, like periphery. Yeah. Listen to instrumental periphery tracks versus periphery with singing. Yeah. <laughs> they're completely different songs. Yeah. That's... They're, they're completely different, you know, and it, it I think that's, that I, I kind of fall into the, the little area of, liking songs my first impression of songs without words on them because i want to really get what the music does yeah mm-hmm. and and it almost helps me understand why a singer sings what they do over the music yeah that makes sense yeah cool it's <laughs> cool so then and then um you uh just joined yep i just joined at the seams as their which uh, is crazy yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> three bands full time yeah man yeah. that's and then, uh, so you said when, and I made sure not to let you go into this too deeply. You said the at the seams audition was nuts. Yes. Oh, it was. Tell us, tell us what happened and how 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 that came to being. You're already doing, uh, and you've played live with, um, Dead Nexus already, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think I'm three four shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Which is which is a great start. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm basically at that right now with Earth Ashes anyway too. So mm-hmm. so just trying to count those first few is <laughs> is important. Um but what yeah, so what hap- how to at the scene? So it was like the other one, you know, they posted on Facebook, they're looking for a guitar player. Their band kind of fell into shambles uh probably 6 months, 8 months ago now at this point. Um and so I messaged them I'm like, "Hey, you know, I'm definitely interested." And they're like, yeah, well, we're setting up the practice spot. We'll hit you up in a couple weeks. So a couple weeks go by, and I didn't hear anything. I'm like, oh, whatever. They found somebody else. And then the, Dan, the drummer, hits me up and is like, hey, does this Saturday work for you? And sure. So I go out there. He's like, oh, learn this song. I'm like, okay, do you have the music? And he's like, no. So I had to learn the whole song by ear. Ooh. It, I've been trying to train my ear, so it's yeah. like, oh, this will be good practice. So I can, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah, 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 definitely, dude. Absolutely. So, I learned the song and we get there and we run through it and they're like, yeah, we don't really want to play this song anymore. We want to go in a new direction. So the audition, we ended up writing a whole song or majority of a song. Wow. And it like the other guitar player, Kevin and me have a very similar style. So it was really easy for both of us to bounce riffs off each other. And Mm. then Dan can just fill in with anything. Yeah. So it, it was just a very, very natural experience. Are they a five piece or four piece? Five piece. Five piece. So yes. front man, nice. bass player, two guitars, drummer. Cool. Correct. Yeah. Very awesome. Very awesome. 
Very cool. And uh, what's it? That's what's a cool start. What, yeah, that's that's a very cool start. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna write a song very, <laughs> right away. Very natural. Mm. Did, and and you felt like you clicked with. I mean, everybody in the band is. Yeah. And and oh, oh let me sorry I want to jump back to Dead Nexus real fast because <laughs> I, I remember that I had a question to ask um what um with them um what does how how does like writing go is it is it a because I want to compare this to at the seams yeah. and see how they con- whatever so you know is it everybody gets in the room because like like for me at bat you know. M- Matt, my guitar player, will go and write some riffs, bring riffs that he's already had ready, kind of mapped out, and then we kind of construct them and add parts and change them yeah. there. But other bands have been like, hey, we have no fucking ideas. Let's just jam together and pull stuff out of that. How, how, what, what's Dead Nexus like? So Dead Nexus, um, it usually starts out with just us messing around with riffs. Just, you know, guitar players cuff. yeah well no just, oh the whole band <clears throat> just nathaniel and me the drummer and me. oh oh cool and that's cool typically how just him and me have always warmed up and usually like dan will be like dude that riff's cool and then we'll kind of play with it and i show him and it's like you know it's a, a snowball effect and then of you course just start yeah going yeah. and going oh yeah yep yep i love it i like that and then at the seams at the seams um because yeah, they've been virtual. around a while before you join, right? Yeah, they've been. I don't know how long, <laughs> mm. uh, but a few years, yeah, right? Right? Yeah, they're definitely a, a bigger band in the scene. Definitely, at least from my oh, perspective. Yeah. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, writing in at the seams is pretty identical. It's like you know, someone brings up a riff, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, let's jam on it." And then but there's there's and... no situation where one guy's like primary writer and. Not really. No. Good. Good. And that's that. That helps bring group creativity out exactly. more. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. healthy. Healthy. But but everybody everybody has voices, right? Like bass players, like oh, I think this part would be cool here, and then drummers, like oh, we have this here, and right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what about lyrics? Lyrics are typically just handled by the singers. I don't worry. And, about but in both bands, in both bands. <laughs> yeah. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I do have lyrical Good ideas, and I've brought it up to the vocalist in at the seams. I haven't really done anything vocally for. Um, or lyrically for Dead Nexus, just because a lot of the the song, I noticed a lot of his uh, song concepts themes aren't really in my realm of what I would write about. Okay, so, okay. What would you what would you describe that as? Mine or yeah, no, yeah. Well, what they are either are yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, it's typical death metal lyrics. I don't mean that like to be mean or anything. No, no, but not it, negative. Very, I, very I understand. Yeah, dark. General. Yeah, dark. You know slitting wrists and blah, 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 stuff like that yeah I, I can't write about that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. What, what about you what 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 do you find yourself write about real world issues there not, you go. not political but like mm. struggles and stuff and overcoming i guess it sounds like a hardcore like some jamie josta stuff if gotcha, i say it like gotcha, that but gotcha gotcha I, I don't know i like like a perfect example of how i write would be similar to chuck Schuldiner, where he talks about personal struggle and overcoming and real world issues yeah yeah and that's that's how i've always seen something other people can relate to yeah. and identify with something useful to other people too like when exactly. they when they hear and identify like you know oh man i agree completely with what he just said yeah. like oh yeah that's, yeah that's the makings for a really great powerful song exactly i i write very similar stuff too yeah, yeah that's that's fucking great um would you so do you how has how has been let's see how do i word this um 
how has it been being in all these projects on you? Do you find yourself a little stressed? Are you, um, do you, you know, cause, cause sometimes it, you know, you get accepted by a bunch of people. It, it might be a pad for the ego, right? It might be. So how are you, do you, that's, that's kind of where I'm asking. Like, how are you dealing with, like, are you asking if I'm going to burn out? <laughs> no, well, no, 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 not, not at all. all. Not at all. I'm more asking, do you find that you, I guess I'm just wondering how you've, do, how I juggle it all. Yeah. How, uh, how you juggle it all and how you personal, like psych, yeah, almost how, how, how your psychology you it handles like, awesome. it. Like, like you obviously have to set apart time every day for writing and working on riffs and things for all three bands. Yeah. You have to put in time for bass playing, guitar playing on two different bands with two different styles. You have to juggle, you know, that's not only just physically a toll, psychologically toll, but also like it all for me, cause I'm kind of a very self critical person. I find myself a lot critic criticizing myself on decisions. I make musically with things and I, with just one band, yeah. <laughs> right. I can't. And, and so I'm wondering, are you that way? Do you find, do um, you, are you hard on yourself? Do you find that this maybe is something like more than you thought it was going to, I don't get yeah, kind of just describe how you have been dealing with all of this. Hmm. <laughs> That's a that's a good question. Um, or is it just going too fast? You haven't even thought about it yet. No, no. Um, I guess the best way I could describe it is, you know, I wake up, I'm listening to music. I'm at work, I'm listening to music. I'm home, I'm listening to music. There's always music going on. Yeah. yeah. And my whole thing is, you know, I love music. But that's what yeah, you love, yeah. Dude. Of course, that's what of you course, love, dude. So, <laughs> yeah. Writing and finding time for these different bands isn't very hard to me because I just want to play guitar. I just want to play music. I don't care what I play. You know, uh, uh, if some jazz band's like, "Hey, we're looking for a bass player," I'll be like, "Sure, why not? I'll play jazz." Hell yeah! It's just I don't know. Music is lifeblood. You're writing the soundtrack to your life. Mm. That's that's my outlook on it. Mm. And well, put. by being in different bands, I'm expanding that soundtrack. Mm. I like that. That's, that's awesome. Dude. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I, I actually really perfect. love. I love that that it was deep and mm. calling it, saying that everybody's writing the soundtrack of our lives is very elegant. Mm. It is well put. And we are as musicians, you know, painters I, paint their. I, mm. I see. I their... think. I think everybody, even if they're not a musician who is struggling to be one full time, I think they're still writing in their writing their own songs in their own ways yeah. because here's what you find you find painters who want to get in a groove guess what they do they put headphones in and they listen to a song that helps them find a flow there's always i mean everybody who does some other thing is always at some point listening to music yep. to help find a flow of that thing and they use certain songs at certain times of their life to help pull them back on track or set a mood or feel a certain way or fuck to or any <laughs> everybody has their soundtracks yeah. for parts yeah. of right. their life right and so for you to put it like we're all writing the soundtracks of our lives some people are picking songs for the soundtracks yeah, of mean, their lives others are literally writing, writing, writing the yeah. songs that you know i think of 
times in very beginning bands and you're the, I guarantee you're the same way you think back to one of your early bands or one of the first times you ever wrote a song with another person mm. and you still think about the songs that you wrote very early on and yeah. go oh man this like I look back at this song I wrote and that represents me at 17 or me oh, at yeah. 19 yeah. or yeah I I recently discovered like an old like Tascam handheld recorder I had. Oh yes. And I, I, I like I was going through the memory card and just all the like riffs ideas I had and like <laughs> there was little clips when I was at Musicians Institute on there, just tons of stuff and I'm like, Whoa, I forgot all about this stuff and uh, it just it brought back tons of memories. That's cool, man. Yeah. And hearing yourself playing then must have been a little lethargic, huh? A little bit, yeah. I was like, ooh, did I really think that sounded good? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no key there. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't it interesting to to, to kind of delve back and, you know, I can't, I, I always think about that as like, look at look at old musicians, mm-hmm. you know, someone I, I love the fuck out of and, you know, rest in peace or whatever, B.B. Uh, King, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just such a fucking amazing soulful player yeah. you know he he had one of the realest one of the most real connections to an instrument for his feelings of anybody i've ever seen yeah the way the, like the way he felt that anytime he could express so flawlessly through his hands into the yeah. strings of fucking his guitar that's, and that's how i feel about hendrix i mean hendrix yeah. is my number one yeah I yeah mean, i have yeah. you know i of course i have a list of you know musical influences yeah. and hendrix has always been number one since you know, day one of me starting guitar mm-hmm. yeah yep yep you know and and it, it that type of that like that type of feeling you know it's it's hard for me for hendrix because he lived so short yeah he, yeah. he, he had such a short time in mainstream light light he had such a short time to progress his skills past what they were when he died um, that it's, 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 I have complete reverence for him, but I don't think he showed, I don't think he had enough time to, for me to reach his like peak. Well, to reach his peak and show enough. uh, He was just starting to be versatile. He was just starting to expand this, his 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 range of thinking of music. You know, someone like BB King, he died in his late nineties. Yeah. He had literally been playing guitar for seventy to eighty years. <laughs> like, think about that: seventy yeah. of eighty years That's kind of, insane. of playing a guitar. Hashtag goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and right. and, yeah, and, dude, and, and, yeah. Estab- and establishing every little feeling and nuance. I'll, dr- I'll drink. To you that. know, yeah. you know, <laughs> he had fifty years of just learning a tremolo with his fingers, man. Yeah, fifty years to perfect your tremolo when you just come off a slide and just have to give this little. Uh, <laughs> oh man! You know, and you just give this little uh, to a uh, to a. To every part of every part of his playing yeah. is sex to me, and and <laughs> no, it really All is. Right, I'll drink to that. Cheers, cheers, cheers to that. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> you know, and and but I I think about me looking back on the time I played and trying to look forward on the time I continue and will be able to play. Right. Yeah. And ju- and not judging yourself, but seeing what these other greats can accomplish yeah can feel like 
I love watching their faces when they're playing. I don't watch their hands and see how they made. I watch their faces and oh yeah, and look at the eye squints and the the horrible faces they make when they're feeling a note and they just the slug hole. They every, every <laughs> dying exactly every every little part of that and you go God damn there's there's something there that he just did on stage that has to only be experience and I just don't have enough experience yet to get there. Yeah, you know what I mean. You gotta level up. You gotta level up enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you need some more XP in order to yeah, every... cry like that on stage. Yeah, you know, here, here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. If you wanted to call the XP game, it's like every time you practice and sit down at practice, you're gaining like five XP. Yeah, yeah. It's plunking it, it, away. You need to grind. You need to grind to get those five ten XP all the time. <laughs> but all that grinding is going toward the show, right? Yeah. And the and the show is like thousands of XP. Yeah, potential <laughs> bonus. Be, you you always have room for this little extra bit. You have room for a little flash. You have to always struggle to overcome some technical aspect of the show that you didn't think was going to be there before yeah, you came sudden. up. Sounds a little weird. A monitor's a weird. No matter how much you ask for something, the sound guy can't quite give that. Which yeah. patch cord just broke. Right, <laughs> right. You know, oh, fuck. You know, oh, and, no. and, and you have oh, to go no. on little extra missions, and it's 15 minutes of showtime, and you realize you have a patch cord that fucking doesn't work, and you have to, or or you're you're going to tune, and something fucking happens <laughs> to you. String breaks before you even start. You know, you know <laughs> you like whatever it is. It. The XP that you can gain in a show is is exponentially exponential yeah it's 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 off the roofs but something that no one ever taught everybody's always talking about gaining all this xp at the show and and the chances to level up and the things you gain what no one talks about is actually gaining that five xp every day for a couple hours a day for 20 years yeah you know what i mean and and if you want to think about it xp the guys who we go, oh my god, they're so fucking good. They're not that good because they played a shitload of shows. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though they've gained a lot of XP and leveled up a fuckload of times the shows. amount of shows they time, <laughs> the reason they continue show to show and have enough level to unlock new arenas and have enough <laughs> and have a high enough XP count to unlock all these things, right, is because they do grind mm. literally every day. Yeah. All the time. They get their daily bonuses. <laughs> sign in bonus. Yeah, yep, sign yeah. in bonus every day. Yeah. yeah, your friends bonuses too. Oh, I went out, went and checked on my friends too and helped them out. <laughs> yep. Just by visiting them, I gave them a little sent bit of them, sent them a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I just picture Petrucci sitting there like clicking on Portnoy and clicking on reduce. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> Yes, that's funny. What did you, um, did you check out the new DT album? I haven't yet. No. Haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. I haven't really I haven't really delved into newly released music. I've been mm. kind of expanding. Oh, gotcha. There's so much. Oh, yeah, so what yeah. what are what are you Okay, yeah, let me go let's go back to let's go back to that. So, um the the style difference between Dead Nexus and At the Seams. At the Seams. What how would you describe style? I mean, do you think they're kind of same genre? Do you think No, they're definitely mm. stylistically different. Um, at the seams to favor like more of the riff, you know, like like Pantera that's like cool. all about the riff. Yes. Or, you know, like Megadeth. metal bands, Megadeth, Megadeth yeah. Lamb yeah. of God, okay. bands like that where it oh, cool. favors the riff. Mm. And then Dead Nexus feels like it's more like 
about the song whereas what's the feel this song has where's the how can we generate dissonance and long drone it, like yeah yeah okay. not not dr- not like it's like doom Droning. metal but no. but but you're not doing big long crazy drone yeah. stuff but it it is more kind of esoteric right the whole it flows differently like in at the seams it's riff 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 and it's just you know constantly punching mm. whereas Dagnexus, there it's all over the place with tempos and time signatures it can cool. go from like crushing speed to just slow chuggy stuff to crazy soaring solos i mean it's so, all over the board so like okay yeah that's that's very that's interesting awesome. like I, yeah i don't mean that in a negative way no no, no, no i like, would just that's how I see it. It's like at the seams is definitely all about the riff. You come up with a riff and you jam on it and it you make it work and mm-hmm. then you come up with another riff and then another riff. So do you feel like do you maybe feel um uh song cohesion differences or yeah, I, I don't know. What's what's what do you think you do you do as a guitar player? to help accentuate do you, do you maybe think about tying songs together more with one than the other or like the approach to you coming up with a riff you said you're they're very riff oriented but it's almost like riff to riff to riff do you think do you think of tying points do you th- you know songwriting um, i mean i kind of go the ri- the the idea of a riff a day so I'll okay come up with a riff a day sure. and then you know Oh, this could work here in this band, or oh, this could work in this band, or this band, or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so I, I always like listen to bands and be like, this could be a fun project to do a band like this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. So like, I'm constantly just like coming up with riff ideas and be like, this could work in this band, or this could work here. So, Definitely. Yeah. 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 Do you, so do you Okay, so I guess then do you have do you, when you come to write a riff? Let's go there. When you cuz I love I'm the same way. I'm a bass riff writer. I'm a mm. I I very much come from the the school of Chris Squire or Getty <laughs> Lee or you know, I, I very much come from that school of bass playing. Um when you're writing a riff where and I guess I kind of want to ask Jason the same thing with drums. Yeah. Because I don't know if I've ever asked him this question. What are you looking for when you're writing a riff? Are you looking to make a riff concise in itself? Or are you thinking of a larger picture where this could help support? Kind of which which way do you go? When I'm writing riffs, I think about what's someone out there going to do in the audience? Like they hear a riff. Are they going to start a pit? Are they going to be like, (laughs) you know, like, are they just going to stand there and go, fuck yeah. (laughs) Cause that blew my mind. I mean, you got You got to write stuff that people are going to identify with. It's going to make a move. You can't just sit there and be like, Oh, this riff sounds cool. This riff sounds cool. And you just, sure. It's what sounds cool to you. I mean, it may not sound cool to, Billy Joe out there in the right, crowd. Right. You got to make something that's going to make people move. Yeah, and and, True. and and so you also got to think about like, you know, I'm writing this riff here, but it might be a part of a song we might need some more. We oh, might need some more. Oh, you yeah. should go you, grab the Hank. Oh yeah, yeah. Grab okay. the Hank. <laughs> Sounds good. Um we uh, but 
you might be thinking, you know, hey, we're coming out of this part and we, you know, this riff that I, we were playing right now, I already feel like it's going to be building people up. Yeah. I need to write something to capsize and like follow a riff versus like, hey, man, this might be a good riff just to build a song off of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like connector riffs, stuff like that. Connector riffs versus yeah. like like elevator riffs. It's like it's okay. It's this. It's an escalator. It, you're in an airport. It's the escalator that'll take you up to the next floor, or it's just the flat escalator that you step on to help you walk faster and get by all those <laughs> stupid people that don't take it and just walk on normal ground, right? So it's the there's the riff that is like the flat escalator, those e- those but then there's also the riff that is like escalator. the up escalator, <laughs> N- not quite the elevator riff, but right? It's, right. Yeah, um, I get that. Deep. <laughs> when I'm writing riffs, am I thinking about what this could be? No, yeah. not really. Usually nope. the the straight escalator riffs; those are usually came up with on the spot for me. It's always like, okay, this riff. In practice, really, yeah, it's like this riff is really cool. What could we do to connect it to the next <laughs> section? Um, <coughs> fuck. Yeah, it's usually. <laughs> It's usually just came up with in practice. I don't think about it too much. It's usually yeah, a, a but group effort. Comes, but the escalator riffs are the ones at home, the ones that the ones you, I come up with a daily. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. And that's what you said. So you hold yourself to one a day. One a day. Um, that's good. Do you find you okay? So so do you talent. worry about this with writing? And now you just you're thinking about auditioning for another band, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, because you're fucking nuts, man. So tell us, tell us, and then and, and yeah. What what are you thinking now? So, and how do all the other guys feel about it? I haven't told them. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. I just I see myself <laughs> as an independent musician, so to speak. I mean, yes, I'm in bands and I contribute and everything, mm. but I also see like this is a chance to get more experience and you're John out. motherfucking oh, yeah. five. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah, I, dude. I listen to everything. I mean, my my playlist goes from like. <laughs> chiptune music synth wave music brutal death metal technical death metal prog metal i mean i'm all over the spectrum with music um and i always listen to something like this groove's really good this would be fun to do something like this and you know the the band i was telling you guys about that i'm looking at auditioning for is you know, another one of those like I've heard this band and that sounds like it would be fun as hell to do. Yeah, and Let's so what? Try. <laughs> and so is the 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 other one just a different type as well? It's yes, it's it's very very technical, like math almost. Kinda. No. It's more like uh, bands I could think of to relate it to would be like Beyond Creation or um, uh, In Theory. Like okay. very very heavy, mm. uh, technical sounding bands. Veil of Maya is another good example. Allegion. Allegion, yes. Okay, exactly. Cool. Very very technical. Where you know it's almost like a dream theater thing where they, you know, write everything out and like this note needs to be here and that yeah. can yeah. lead way into this. You yep. know, everything yep. is mathematically or yeah yeah puzzly puzzle puzzle that together. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've always wanted to do like a technical death metal band. I mean, they play eight strings, and I just got an eight strings, so I'm expanding into that realm. I've always played seven strings. And you got a Kemper. Yeah. I do have a Kemper, yes. <laughs> yeah. Which, tell us about that dream piece. Oh, 
I love it. It's it's the greatest amp. Ever. What do you what do you run for pedal board? I actually just ordered the Kemper. Oh, switch. you ordered that theirs? Yes, I, Um, so as far as my knowledge goes, you can only use that with the Kemper. That's yeah. without you can't use a MIDI patch board. You to can, do it. but from my knowledge, you have to like install a certain chip and reprogram mm. it and stuff. I mean, I could do it, but. Yeah, for use, convenience use sake, for. especially with how much like free time I get, mm. I'd rather just pay the extra buck or two and get the controller. Oh yeah, <coughs> gotcha, That's awesome, man. Um, so up until now, you've all been doing it hand on, then. Yeah, I, I tend to just get like a tone and call it good. Um, in a live setting, it kind of sucks for solos. Yeah, mm. but I mean, the controller. What do you What do you modeling it after? Um, it, it varies on band. Um, in Dead Nexus, I'm using a... Because you said you had Dead Nexus dialed, how you want your tone, how yeah. everything is. Yeah, so what, what do you have going on so rig-wise? There, there I have a Mesa triple rectifier um, dialed similarly because nice. Dan in Dead Nexus plays through a 6505, I believe, a PV6505. Yeah, yeah. So a fairly common amp, and he's going through a Mesa... Ca- a Mesa cab, and I'm just going through my crappy custom cab I've had since I was like 16 years old. Mm. Um, D- but same speakers in it still? Yes, yeah, same speakers. Oh, wow. You, didn't, look- you haven't changed speakers I'm yet. I'm looking to get rid of it. I want to find either a 212 Mesa or hope to find a Sun amp. That would be well, cool. Well, but if, cause if you're only nice. using, because if you're only talking your cab, because you have a power amp, what, what power amp do you use besides uh, your? It's a Behringer something i think it's up just, to 800 watt i mean it's huge yeah 800 yeah. watt just passed just th- just passed through no eq in it no. no no so it's just a live amp correct cool yeah. cool that's awesome um that's one of my favorite ways to run is all effects and then just live amp yeah. um <laughs> but but for it why don't you use i mean if if the size of your cab is it's a four by ten yeah or a four by twelve Four by twelve. Four by twelve. Oh, okay. It's a you know standard guitar. Yeah. Have, well, but, yeah, um, yeah. So why don't you just go out and get some new twelve inch, get some badass fucking speakers and put them in that cab? I could, but that cab is so beat up. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but it's it's all about inside dimension. True. And I don't and even so know how I could get into that cab though, like so so no <laughs> way to get. Well, you pull the speakers out of the front. There's. Oh yeah, I guess I could cut the mesh out. No, you. Th- so the mesh. Oh, oh, it's glued in mesh yeah, across the it, front. It, it was a cheap two hundred dollar or a cab. Oh, because because <laughs> the big the big thing is is inside dimensions, and a lot of times these cheap ass cab companies throw cheap ass speakers in a really well designed cab. Yeah. A lot of times they have baffling inside in just the right places, and they've modeled their cheap ass cabs. You know, the wood or like you said. They instead of having a bolt-in ring around or a screw-in ring around yeah. for your mesh protection, it's just all glued-in mesh over the speakers. Besides those little aspects, sometimes the cabs are really good. So, like for me, I have for for this Eden because it's a Dave Eden thing, but these aren't Dave Eden speakers; they're Eminent speakers. And the same as my fifteen, I had a little Fender Rumble combo amp oh yeah fender 115 combo amp right so it was yeah. the built-in head in the 115 combo i love running 210s and 115 mm-hmm. for my bass yeah. tone it, it's great you get the you get the nice highs out of here 115 hits really hard um 
And so, but come to find out, going through looking at new 15-inch speakers, because I blew my old one, mm-hmm. um, my little shitty Fender cab, single 15-ported cab, is almost perfect dimensions for a small box, high high watt, 15-inch speak, bass speaker. Yeah. You know, it has the perfect internal volume. It's ported, perfect port size. All this stuff is... And I was like, huh, all I needed was a good speaker. And now it packs way more. I can actually, you can feel it in the room, whereas before you couldn't. Yeah. So I might look into measuring the inside, because if you have a good 4x12 cabinet and the, the dimensions inside are good, yeah. all you would need to do is buy four speakers. I mean, with the 4x12, it's not so much as it doesn't sound good. It's more of transportation <laughs> oh it's heavy yeah, 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 it's, yeah it's not heavy it's just bulky and annoying and if it's in the back of my car i can't see out my back window yada 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 gotcha i, I, I want to move to a more lightweight rig well like I a can, two by 12 or something yeah definitely a two by 12 i've been i've been looking at mesa i'd love to find a sun amp in our practice spot mm. in dead nexus some guy has like a, a three by ten sun amp in there and i just ogle over it every time yeah. i'm in there yeah it's just hard it's hard because you know every time i see that it's it's made by some but what are the speakers in it yeah what speakers are in it and are the speakers that are in it match for the cubic inches inside of the yeah the cab because those things are super crucial super crucial to tone yeah i can't believe i just said crucial you said crucial I, I i cut off three letters like some kind of fucking california <laughs> snob out there <laughs> let's play vinyl Let's do that. Let's do that. What'd you bring us? I yeah, brought... uh, yeah. Tell, oh yeah. Tell us the two you brought, and then which one you think we'll play. Will whichever. fit might fit in better with conversation. Go far. We've been talking about tone, feeling, riff, the, the stuff. You know, if we're talking about tone, feeling, and riff, it's gonna be Paul Bear. I brought the Paul Bear Fear and Fury L- or EP, um, which there's two covers on it. They cover Black Sabbath over and over, and. Mm. My favorite typo negative, love you to death. Um, and then I I brought typo negative bloody kisses because, I mean typo, typo negative. negative. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's my my favorite band. Um, and this this album is fucking amazing. <laughs> well, I on you know on let's play one off of each. One yeah. off of each. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's play a song off of each. So let's I love do this. the vinyl on this one too. This was a very Sick. oh, it's a colored. It's very limited. It's mm. only on one side, but it's like etching on the back side. Oh wow! Isn't that sick? Oh yeah! Oh, and then yeah. The, it's a beautiful, beautiful LP. I'm I'm a oh, yeah. I'm a nerd over this stuff. Oh, oh yeah, oh, dude, you have a too. fucking sick collection. Yeah, dude. me too, man. Yeah, this was both these albums were very limited. The the Paul Bear one, I I don't know how many it was pressed to, but it's very limited. And then the typo negative was a record store day exclusive, um, which was limited to like five thousand worldwide, five hundred oh, worldwide, and uh, I could just Man, nerd out over this stuff for days. That so this is only one side playable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's how only many three songs? Okay, gotcha. It's an EP. Okay. Okay. Very cool. I thought. You, yeah. That's, that's cool. Sweet. What? Um. Which track? First, second, or third? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'd say the third because that's my girlfriend and my song. That's oh yeah. Okay. What is it? Oh, please, please, please tell me what, what <laughs> yeah, song, what, what's the name of the song? Love you to death. It's a typo negative cover. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, oh, the typo yeah, negative yeah. cover. The so, typo negative. so we're hearing Paul Bearer 
do a typo negative cover, which is the other yeah. band out. Ba- okay, this is beautiful. We, we could do their 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 single though, the Fear and Fury, the first track. Fear and Fury. Yes. Have you have you listened to Paul Bearer? I have. I've never heard this song. Really? I've never heard right, these but... three songs. I didn't know. I didn't know about their Black Sabbath cover. That's very interesting. Because v- this... I love the I love the song over and over by Black Sabbath. I'm I'm. Let's play them both. Play I'm a both. huge Sabbath song. Okay, so let, let's do Fear and Fury. We'll listen to their original one, and then we'll do over and over, and listen to a Black Sabbath cover, and then we'll come back and listen to. Should we listen to some typo? Typo playing typo. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. We'll come back and do one more song after these two, and then do a, a typo. It's so cool. Like I love the gatefold in that. So we're just gonna start right now. Oh wait, check this out. We have new shit for you too. Um, let's do a yeah, commercial. Do. Let's do a commercial first, Jason. What commercial do we want to do? Oh shit. Huh. Well, these are all new since he's been here. Oh, gotcha. No, Let's do uh It's been a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shit. The glove? We could. Click a button. Yeah, we have Old the... man, you owe me lunch because you never replaced the paper in the printer. Young Bucky, you owe me lunch because you never replaced the toner in the printer. Halt that conflict, you fucks. Kablarg's hopefully patented conflict resolution gloves designed specifically for aiding and protecting the hand and face during a newly standardized conflict resolution slap-off. Oh, oh man, that asshole cut me off. This fucking guy's driving so slow. Move over, pal. Why'd you cut me off, you tool? Because you're driving like a grandpa. Got your glove? Yeah, I do. Let's resolve this conflict. Yeah. Vinyl time, baby. (laughs) That's that. Long before we were born, bands were forged. And formed vinyls outside the norm Records picked on high from our guests here tonight May their old flames reignite on time and stuff's vinyl time Oh, oh, it's vinyl time yeah. There we go Hell yeah <laughs> I love vinyl time I do too With my home With my homies <laughs> <laughs> this is Paul Bear.
the bass tone is party. It is. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just saw these guys recently, and they're like show gaze to the max. I mean, they're pedal boards. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I've just never heard the bass sound like this before. That's much better. I love that vinyls are still a thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the thing, the, the the type of artwork you get, the type of creativity that goes into, like, the, the, all the sleeves, the artwork, the inner jackets, everything like that, always feels so personal to me. Like, I get a little yeah. bit of the band. You actually feel a little bit of the yeah. band yeah. in, because they pick that. They 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 authorize. It. Oh, that looks fucking good. Oh, let's change this. Let's. I've always loved vinyl because it doesn't force you, but you're you're pushed to listen to the whole album. Yeah, yeah. You've got to get your fat ass off off the couch to flip the record every you know 20 minutes or so. But uh-huh. I mean, if you're listening to like a Black Sabbath record or a Rush album, I mean, you want to flip it because you want to hear what happens next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I've always loved the feel of vinyl and. Like what you said, it, it feels more personal. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's fucking great. Turn this shit up, everybody. Yeah, see, his bass tone is great right here.
fuck yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, funny funny story about these guys. I just stumbled upon yeah, them. Yeah, please, like please a, do. Uh, I don't know. It was like this weekly Spotify discover, like, you know, where Spotify is like, hey, you listen to these bands. You'd like these bands. And right. So I, I found them on that years uh. ago, and... I heard their typo negative cover and I'm a huge typo negative fan. I yeah, love yeah, typo yeah, yeah. negative. Uh-huh. And I was like, holy shit, these guys are like what? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I applied to win tickets and we, we actually won tickets. We saw them recently when they were here in Portland and it was Dude. It was the I mean, I've seen Tool Live and Lamb of God, you know, all all uh, the big uh. bands and it's up there with one of the best shows I've seen live. Yeah. Like just the feel and the emotion they put into it live, it's mm. astounding. Yeah, it's Especially amazing. for a modern band. I mean, you don't see that with a ton of bands. I, I, went, yeah. and, I went and saw Haken recently at, at Hawthorne. Oh, oh. It was it was Bent Knee, Leprous, and Haken. Yeah, I wanted to go to that show. I love and Leprous. Those, those three bands were the... What you just articulated right before about these guys seeing them live is exactly the way all three of those bands were really live, oh, dude. It was. I wanted to see Leprous so bad. I've been listening to them quite a bit lately. They're fucking great. They're so good. And and I he sings that good live. Yeah. Oh. He sings that good live. Oof. It is fucking. Stop talking f- dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. right. Hey, he sings I, that I, good. I have live. a towel down here. So <laughs> yeah right right. We can don't pass worry. it around. We can we'll all we'll all, we'll all hump that Leprous train. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but they were all, they, dude, it was so good. So oh. fucking, but yeah, yeah, I, I totally get what you're. Yeah, I love this band. Uh, just, especially after seeing them live, you know, there's, there's bands like you go see and like, eh, I mean, it wasn't, I feel like the album's better and you go and you see them live and it, you know, it blows the album out of the water. It's, it's, it's yeah. ele- just to see it. elevates it to a whole nother level. Totally does. Totally does. And that, that's how I feel about Paul Bearer. They're one of my favorites. I mean, I think I just wore one of their shirts on stage, and I was like, "Hey, yeah, repping Paul Bear, you know." Definitely. No, they're <laughs> good. Man. good they're very good. They're awesome. I love it. I'm excited to hear their uh, their Aussie cover or Black Sabbath cover in a little bit. Yes. Um. So, so we have this. Once again, time and stuff bring you the asshole of the week, the undercrusted cavities and the taints of the wicked, the seeping piles of excrement of the human race. These elected scumbags are the shit on your shoe. The asshole of the week. All right, so assholes, um, asshole of the week, asshole. baby. <laughs> um, I'm, I've heard, I've heard, I'm sure you've heard about this guy. It's been on the news. It's been around, but we it's just wanted to, everywhere. we just wanted to make it ours for a little bit and talk about it. All right. The the guy who was recently found for dipping his nuts in, in a, the salsa. In, oh, in the salsa. Yes, I heard about this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was funny because I just read that and uh, I was like. <laughs> I just got to work and I'm like, dude, I really want chips and salsa. And that's the fucking news article I like uh-huh. I see when I sit down and I'm like, oh shit. Never mind, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> like, want no salsa for a while. So in case you're one of those people <laughs> in case you're one of those people who read headlines, you could, like me, I didn't read about this story. I literally had only read the headline on multiple times. Mm. Man dips his testicles in, in salsa, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd read that head that headline multiple times. A couple other ones I had read, man dips his nuts in salsa because of bad tip. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is even worse. 
That's um, awesome. and so I, eighty-three cent tip, something like that. Eighty-nine, I think. I think. It's <laughs> yeah, it'll say just something. the tip. Yeah, yeah, just right, the tip. Um, right, just the tip for the tip. But anyway, so the guy's name is Howard Webb. Uh, he is he works for a delivery company. And now here's the crazy thing: he works for a delivery company. He wasn't actually the delivery driver. He mm-hmm. rode along with the driver. They ordered it from. So apparently, before he had gotten an yeah. eighty-nine cent tip the last time they ordered. The last time they ordered delivery, which hey. I mean, it, 89 cents is kind of shitty. It yeah, is that shitty, sucks. but I mean, to, but I to, would never get my nuts. You shouldn't expect a tip. You shouldn't ex- yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, okay. I, I can. S- there's two sides. There's two sides to it. One, I agree. The people, people who work a job shouldn't expect to get tips from a job. Like me, I'm a mechanic. I don't expect to get tips for being a mechanic. I expect to have to just work on cars. That's what I do. Yeah. But some guys are really happy with the way their car looks after I'm done with it. They're really happy with the job I do, the the uh, extra time I take to make everything look nice yeah. and wrap nice. The and details. Yeah. That they go, oh, man, hey, this is great. They hand me a tip. I'm super appreciative of it. They know it, but... I don't expect it to be there. Yeah. And you'd never dip I mean, your nuts on their fucking if they you know, if they didn't lifted. If, I have I have literally had <laughs> vehicle. I have literally had an old man give me a sixty five cent tip. He was an old man. He pulled up to the thing. He had a low tire. He says, I don't want my tire patched. I don't want nothing like that. Just please make it put it up to 50 pounds so I know I can get home. Yeah. I said, yes, sir. Pulled the hose out. Gave him 50 pounds of air. Front tire. Checked all the others. There's, he says, I just want to make sure they're all 35. Boom. All other tires are 35. Put the front run up to 50 because he wanted it that way. And then he goes, and he pulls out a handful of a shitload of quarters, nickels, dimes, all that pulls out two quarters, a nickel, and a dime. Gives me sixty-five cents out of at least four dollars in change. <laughs> right? I mean, I wouldn't even be mad at that point. I mean, like, that but he be- wanted to give me tip. But he's an old man. I understand. Okay, right. now back in his day, that he, was like he fucking- gave. He gave right gallons he, of milk. He, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that that's four gallons of gas, man. You could <laughs> yeah, get from right. you could get from here to Eugene on sixty five cents worth <laughs> of gas, right? He, right? Dude, that is that is a movie, a soda, a popcorn, and a candy bar. <laughs> where he comes from? Back, back in now it's sixty five dollars. Yes, today. instead of yeah, sixty five no cents, right? Yeah, True no shit, story. no shit. A movie, a popcorn, mm. a soda, and a candy bar. Is probably about sixty five bucks. I think be. that's what I paid when I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I think I paid like how 50 was it, bucks. dude? Oh my god, was Fucking it good? Phenomenal. Was it good? Phenomenal. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard everybody praise oh, about no it. No one really does like I it. I cried. I saw it. Three everybody times. we've had on the oh, show, you cried. I, I, I mean, I, I'm a huge Freddie fan. He, oh, yeah. Freddie Mercury, um, overall best vocalist. vocalist of all time uh, I for agree. me. For me as well, just mm-hmm. of raw talent of everything, like just who Freddie is. There are some other vocalists who I think have impress more impressive ranges. He's I like, think I think they can do stark stark things with their voice that oh, are like, yeah. oh my god, that's really fucking impressive. But as just an overall. Yeah, vocalist. I mean, he, was, he was a showman. He yeah. was a vocalist. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was he was an a, entertainer. He yeah. was yeah. entertainer personified. Absolutely. And the, the movie. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't Deep. you know get into the nitty gritty of things where which you know, I Freddie heard, was. A, I heard some people complain about it that 
those they they shied away from some parts they of did, his life that were actually huge parts of his life. They were, but I mean, if you think about it from Queen's perspective, they wanted people to know Freddie's story. I mean, they didn't want to in see people. Queen, right? This wasn't yeah. the Freddie Mercury story. This was the Queen story. Yeah. But it follows Freddie. Majority well, of it follows Freddie. That's because Queen was the, I mean, yeah. you know, Brian Hard May. not to just to me, follow Freddie. Yeah. So, so <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Queen. Queen he, he is was the whole the queen, band. Dude. He was name, the queen. Name the drummer of Queen. It's not Brian May. <laughs> no. That, that's my point. That's yeah, my point. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's I get it. The, I can't. If anybody other other than Freddie Mercury, the only other person that people can ever name is Brian May, and that's because of his hair. Oh, yeah. Mm. For that band, yeah. I thought you were gonna Queen. be like the doors. I'm like, no, no, yeah, no, no, Jim no. Morrison. I mean, no, no, Queen. Close I'm talking I'm talking <laughs> Queen. I'm talking in in the band Queen, other than Freddie Mercury, the only other person in the band they can name yeah, is Brian May. Is Brian May. Yeah. Metallica. Almost everybody can name all four members of current Metallica. They can tell you every bass player that's been in there. Like people yeah, know this true, shit, but true. for some reason, Queen is this band because of Freddie Mercury, because yeah. of the 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 Freddie oh, Mercury yeah, he was. Yeah. Other than Brian May is the most underrated guitar player of all time. <laughs> I agree, definitely. Yeah, dude. Definitely. He he is the least talked about. The most suppressed. He's down. He is. He is one of the best guitar players of all time, and yes. and the most consistently least talked about. Yep. He's never in the list. You watch MTV's top that hundred guitar players. To you watch MTV's though. top hundred guitar players. We've Brian May's not on even the on the. Brian May's <laughs> not times. even in that list. Oh, I, I totally agree. MTV, Brian May is so MTV names. MTV so thinks Kurt Cobain is, is a, a better guitar player than Brian May. That's insane. <laughs> That's fucking insane. It's right? Eddie Van Ed- Halen, let's be real. <laughs> not really. Ed- Brian Eddie Van Halen's not even a better guitar player than Brian May. I, I He might see- be faster. He might have innovated tapping. He might have had this flash, but virtuosity on the guitar, yeah. the more styles, the more elegance. But Brian May could, is a you, far superior guitar you could player. Then argue Alex Lifeson of Rush. I do. Alex but, Lifeson is far oh, better than Brian and May. We talked the, the about top that. Guitar too. player is always in the eye of the beholder. Because like I True, have my yeah, top yeah. list, and you know, but if if you're talking, see, I'm talking overall guitar playing. I'm talking span of everything. I am not talking solo ability. I am not yeah. talking riff writing ability. I am not talking how fast they can chug. I'm not talking just down picks. I'm not talking alternate picking. I'm not talking just hybrid. down picks. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, yes, yes, of course, <laughs> James, of course. But yeah, yeah, if you want to talk, who is the best rhythm singing guitar player of all time? It's James Hetfield. But he is not the best guitar player of all time. Yeah. No, no I, 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 I get what you know, you're coming from. For, yeah. I honestly believe it is uh, the tie. It's a three-way tie for me of of just expressibility of everything that comes up in guitar playing yeah is actually alex lifeson Jimi hendrix and um oh my god brian why may. am I, what no brian it's may. not brian may it, it is it's um 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 oh my god old why am i why am i skipping his name fucking bb king is yes, we thank you. Okay. Thank you. Wasn't, like, thank you. No, no. BB yeah. King. BB King is the third for for just overall everything they've done. Yeah. The the contribution to music they've played. 
the the technical capabilities, the amount of underratedness, every everything that comes into being a struggling, successful, amazing guitar player that is recognized for a small amount of their broad talent. Yeah. Mm. So I, I so see. if you look at Petrucci, I love fucking Petrucci. He is an amazing <laughs> fucking guitar player, but he's amazing because he's a very fast technical solo player. Yeah. His riffs. Dude. I don't think he writes the best riffs of all time. No. He is not a riff <laughs> writer. He does write some amazing riffs. Constant Motion is a great fucking riff. Dark They're, Eternal Night. D- Dark That's Eternal Night. Riff. Dark That's Eternal Night, yes. Right okay, the, the test that stumped them all. The test that stumped them all, the very intro riff to the test that stumped them all. Do you know that song? I'll, I'll can't show say you. I do. I can't I'll show say you. I do. <laughs> no, we'll do this right now. Just just this. We'll, sh- we'll, we'll, we'll share this with you all. It's so amazing how fast we can get from like dipping nuts, dipping in nuts and testicles. And then we're, yeah, we have to come No, you're right. Nuts into salsa. We have to come back. We will come back to that. We looked at each other and made the same <laughs> The test that stumped them all. I love that. This that. is just. I love that the intro he does to. Um... <laughs> the riff coming up right after this. That's really gnarly. That's fucking gnarly, yeah. That was gnarly. You know what it reminds me of, though? And you'll, you'll get this. The Thank You Scientist. Yes. Off maps of non-existent places. I've been mm. like going bonkers over this band lately. Thank You Scientist is great. Oh, I love that band. I saw them on tour for free, and it, they blew my mind. They stole the show over for Yeah, of course free. they Damn. did. Of course they did, because Periphery's not that good. I mean, they're good, but... <laughs> but they're not... They're like, not that... They're, periphery the is overrated. they play fretless guitars and basses, and then improv... Every solo each night is just. Yeah, thank you, scientists. Is f- they're they're next wave. They're next level. I, I, they're coming too. But but Are these kind of riffs. Oh yeah. The, yes. Yeah. I've I've I been looking. Going. Yeah. I've been looking. I'm so going. But these kind of riffs are the the riffs that shine. They stand yes. out. Intro riffs like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. but they're not that. A lot of the riffs are a grind riff that Rudis writes. Yeah. And Petrucci goes ooh. And then like embellishes over. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Anyway, back to fucking delivery driver. Yes, this asshole. Um, this asshole. <laughs> I don't even know how we got off that topic. I know. We just um, went anyways. Crazy. Oh, we were talking about bad Queen. tips. We were talking about bad tips, and then you saw the movie because it was fun. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so right. that's so really went crazy. I I I don't expect tips, but I think Pete. I think there is a thing in the service interest industry. While I understand the argument, they don't deserve tips. It has become such a social norm social norm that the argument that oh people in the service industry don't need to expect a tip is like saying it's like fire ex- saying firefighters don't need to ex- expect pay to rush into a burning building yeah i mean it, it's just something that's so established like yeah. firefighters become firefighters because they want to help people not because they want to get paid right yeah. yeah right firefighters don't get paid what they should be getting paid to do their jobs but the reason their firefighters are firefighters is because they want to do that job. The reason waitresses and waiters are waitresses and waiters is because other than the accessibility to good jobs, there's a lot of shitty jobs where people stick in and become because you get to see new people interact with humanity, mm. talk every night, yeah. service change someone's the, day. Change someone's day. The, yeah, I have had excellent waiters and waitresses 
changed my day because of sitting. And the fact that I, some people go, they don't even need to expect, like, no, they should, you should be yeah, tipping no, these mean, people. I mean, I get, I, I worked in the food industry for five yeah. years. Yeah. I was yeah. a waiter. And mm. I mean, I never once expected it. I was paid adequately. So That's I didn't great. need to expect it. Cool. Okay, but what about, wait, cool. what about restaurants that everybody knows? criminally shortcuts their main pay because they factor in tips and everybody claims yeah. tips and all that stuff that does so happen. i mean right? i do i i anytime i go to a, a restaurant i always tip yeah right I what mean, percentage i always give <laughs> I like i mean depending on if the bill is like depends. 30 plus i always tip 10 bucks i mean right. it, you know yeah i i guess that would be like what 20 bucks or twenty percent, something like that. Yeah, like that. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I always tip, tip but that's the standard. Like now, terrible service. Now, of course, of course. But now you order food online. I'm sure you you de dish or some things like that occasionally, right? Yeah, you order. Knows. I do. There you go. <laughs> the guys come. You know, you order their pizza. You're not in the restaurant. They're doing all the stuff. They dro- the guy gets in his fucking shitty Honda, drives it over to you. It's probably cold. Comes out. Car. It's cold or or hot or whatever it is. Probably Walks up to your door. Do you Honda. tip them when they come with the pizza? Do you give them a couple bucks? I mean, yeah, they're they're doing a service for me. I mean, sure. I'm not I'm not a dick about it. I mean, I understand what they're coming from. It's like they're just trying to earn a buck. I, right, right. I'm paying money for the food. I mean, they provided me a service, so I didn't have to drive my ass down there and get it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I so mean, I'll, so I'll give them for me, money. 89 cents is that thing kind of where a smack it's, in the face a little it's bit. Kind, it is yeah. so backhanded where I would they're still like, never dip my nuts in the salsa. <laughs> I'm just going to say that I would never dip my nuts in the salsa. <laughs> yeah. Never in my fucking life. I would be like, this guy's a fucking chump. And I would feel like good knowing that that guy was a fucking dick. And I would just like, I mean, I would maybe shake dick. his bag. So do we want to yeah. watch the? <laughs> That's what I would do. do that wa- I'd be like, all right, buddy. If I, do we want to watch the like, video? Like, mix it. Yeah, let's watch the fucking video. Let's, let's watch it. And see this guy. I said F word. That's, that's fine. <laughs> as long as it's okay with your family or whoever. No, dude, my grandma's going to get mad. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Grams. We Look love it. you. There he goes. Appropriate body part. <laughs> oh, he dipped his nuts. Now, here's the thing. He has salsa. He has salsa on his balls. He has salsa on his balls in his underwear right now. That is fucking commitment. Look at he just and oh, look at his face. was expecting Mexican food for dinner. Oh. And, oh. So here's the thing. Here's the crazy. Here's the, here's the craziness that he had to then put him back in the pants. He's oh, yeah. sitting with a coworker. I mean, yeah, how would that and work? He's, he's a bro he's, worker. He's putting he's salsa. A bro worker. <laughs> salsa. He's not a coworker. No, no, he's it's a, bro a female. Worker. No. Oh. What? And, wait, and, wait, wait. That's she, not a bro She's getting then. paid. She's getting That's paid, though, right? She, she's not. He he left with her, rode along in there because he the last time he went out, the person who he recognized the name, they gave him a bad tip. He hopped in the car. They ordered. She was the driver that picked up their order. He recognized it because he was cooking or whatever. Hopped with them, goes to the house. Now she's getting fired oh, because she was out. an accomplice, and she videoed him dipping the nuts. Right, so she's fired. Millennials. He's fired. Um, I wonder if this guy. I wonder look if this guy's old. I wonder this, if they're single. I wonder. If, no, 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 no. Yeah, look I'm at him. I'm or in like, the same boat. I wonder if they're. Together. I look at the I guy. I want to know if they're like t- dating. I don't or think so. If, or if they're like with so. other people, and it's like you let that guy like dip his salsa <laughs> nut. You know, so like, so yeah. this guy look in our car. In our car, he's not a millennial. He's not a millennial. 
Oh, he's no. like forty. Oh, dude, he's an oh, old guy. Yeah, he's got a, he got some no, years on us. No, that's the thing. He yeah. grew up listening to like Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He fucking oh, Danzig. He loves the fuck out of uh, Danzig right Webb now. Webb has had been charged with a felony. <laughs> this that's is a awful. felony. This is a felony. Adulteration to food, <laughs> liquid, or pharmaceuticals. Jesus. Adulteration to it's Good. a felony. No one should fuck with food, dude. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, seriously. You're ingesting that shit. Who like, cares if you got a shitty tip? I mean, teabagging a condiment. I understand you get a shitty tip, dude. But, I mean, I've heard stories from friends because you know you were young, so oh, yeah. you know my friends are delivery di- drivers and stuff. Yeah, and they'll deliver shit to fucking Timbuktu. Yeah, Lake Oswego, <laughs> and they Same get a thing. fifty dollar fucking tip. Yeah, that's tight. I mean, you don't expect those, but you got to take the good with the bad, man. Exactly. You got to exactly. take the good with the bad. Like you can't ex- yeah. expect. Yeah. Like, you can't yeah. sit there and expect. Now, it. if you if you have a guy who constantly orders three pizzas, two sodas, all this stuff, get extra shit, extra napkins, extra sauces, and you show up consistently to his house every single time, and it's no tip, no tip, and no he's tip, got yeah. dope no tip, rides. no tip, right? He's got dope At that rides. Point, nice right. House. That's when you start being like. Kill him with kindness, slightly passive aggressive about it. But I mean, you can't do anything. You as a customer aren't expected. That's why you get the option. How much do you want to tip? True. Right. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't want to tip. Yeah, you can't. He has that right to not. Oh, sure. He does. He absolutely does. I mean, I've I've had the exact same. And so, and so, like, like Uh. we said, this douchebag, this motherfucker does not have the right to (laughs) teabag a condiment. He has zero right to teabag condiments. The salsa didn't deserve to go down like that. The salsa did not deserve to. They, they asked for straight (laughs) salsa, maybe picante salsa. They did not ask for nutty salsa. No, they don't. They did not ask for salsa with nuts. Too salty. Yeah. Too salty a salsa um hey i have to piss real bad so we're too. gonna we're gonna pit, we're, yeah i know yeah, i'm dying this pause. beer is hitting hard okay everybody <laughs> sh- we gotta break the seven they seven. won't know because of editing pause that's the key so editing works we're back no one knows um <laughs> And uh, elevator ding, yeah, th- yeah, <laughs> it's just this nice old tones. People hear that and go, Oh, they probably pissed just then. <laughs> I did. Um, <laughs> we're gonna nice. do, I think we all did. I think we have another, I think we have another uh, thing from Kablarg to talk about. Yeah, another Kablarg. sponsor, gentlemen. Hey, gentlemen, let's all sit down here. Uh, we're gonna get started. We're all here because we share the same problem, we all tend to lose our babies. Uh, We're going to start off today's meeting by just going around the room, say your name, uh, maybe what you do, and uh, your first time losing your baby. Hey, my name's Pete. Hey, Hey, uh, I'm 42. I work in the IBEW, and uh, the first time I lost my son, uh, it was a hot day out. We were watching SpongeBob. I went in the kitchen to grab popsicles, one for me and two for him, and uh, came back, and that fat little bastard had already run away. I don't know where he was. I searched the whole house. 45 minutes. He was in the dryer. Wonder how he got in there. Huh. Man, you look great for 42. Thanks for sharing, Pete. Next. Hi, my name's Tank. Tank. I want to tell you about losing the third baby, because we didn't get the other two back. I was bailing hay one day, and the baby must have fell into a bale, because I didn't see it again until I was in town. I was selling my bales, and then I saw his purple little foot sticking out. 13 years later, and he still won't get near my tractor. Oh, man. Okay. 
Thanks for sharing, Tank. Let's move on. Next. Hi, my name's Joe. Hi, Joe. First time I lost my baby, I was gathering old clothes to donate to Goodwill. My kid must have crawled inside a box of clothes before I dropped him off at the donate station. I didn't even realize it until I got home that evening. I called him, and the truck had already left. Oh, man, it was driving all over the place. Luckily, I had Kablog's baby finder, and I ended up getting my kid six counties over. I think we're all curious. What's the baby finder, Joe? Well, it's just a thing that you attach to your baby any way you can. Kablog makes it, and it tells you where your baby is right on your phone. Thanks, Kablog! Kablog's hopefully patented child finders are brought to Kablog International. Good morning, Julia. <laughs> it reminds me of that that uh, dark mirror episode, whatever the hell that that Netflix show. Yeah, which one? The one where they like implant the cameras so they can see everything. Oh yeah, Remember yeah, that? that's nuts. That's second oh. season, second season. That show's so <laughs> crazy. Good. Have you have Spoilers. you heard of have you heard of the Good Morning Julia Joe? Have you heard good of him? Good Morning Julia. That guy, and then we just said. Hi, my name's Joe. That the, the, <laughs> the guy for that that was hope, nice enough to do Kablarg's commercial. You know, he's he's a user of Kablarg's baby finder. Oh yeah. Um have you heard of that guy? No. 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 He's awesome. Should we show him? Yeah. Okay, so tell Let's us te- tell us what you think about this guy. Uh, <laughs> the good morning Julia guy. So this guy, I'll give you a little backstory. We <laughs> He's trying him. to pick up a girl yeah, that he, he met at the gym. He, so he didn't meet her at, well, oh, he kind of met her at the gym. He goes to this gym, and he noticed this girl, Julia, always going to the gym to tan at the gym. So he would always see her. One day she came in, had to check in, write her name on the fucking thing, go to tan. He walks up, looks on the thing, sees her name is Julia. Waits till, oh, sorry. Wait till she's done tanning. Goes outside to her car. He follows her outside. What? Says, "Hey, Julia." Turns around because he knows her name, thinking she knows him. All of this is documented on the Your Mom's House podcast. If anybody listens to podcasts, <laughs> it's called Your Mom's House with with Tom Segura and Christina Pazinski, two standups. Um, oh, nice. It's it, they they were like the the breakers of this story, and I just love it so much because this guy's such a fucking creep. Um, so he <laughs> it's really gets, funny. So he gets the name off. He gets her name off of a sign in sheet. Goes out in the parking lot. Says, "Hey, hey Julia. Julia." Like. You know, can I get your number? And she, she, she didn't want to give her his number. Like she didn't want to give. Wait, she so, didn't want to give her number. Yeah, away. yeah, she didn't yeah. want to give her number away. So what she does is she goes, "Hey, put your num, put your number in my phone." So what? She, so she she hands him her phone. Bad idea. He puts her his number in her phone and then calls his phone oh. from her number. So now he has her number, <laughs> right? So uh, anyway, days yeah, I'll over. I'll just call you. I'll days just call over. you and then you'll have my number. Days yeah, yeah, I'll have yeah, your number. Yeah, days <laughs> like you I'm in your phone now, no problem. Yeah, and I got I have your number. No yeah, we're good. Yeah. Anyway, so goes fuck. home the next morning. <laughs> the very next morning, she wakes up to this. This video. Literally this video. <laughs> good morning, Julia. It's me, Joe. Just wanted to say hi. Wish you a great day. Tell you that meeting you yesterday. 
Look at all the ceiling. Look at his look at his face. Look at the look ceiling fans. Motherfucker. Look at so all the lights. Look at look at the ceiling fans. He's so full of hope. He's, he's like, just like he's like forty five, but hates the fact he's forty five. Today, and getting a look at you was probably one of the greatest moments of my life. You were so beautiful. You don't know how beautiful you are to me. I mean, just you're gorgeous. You're precious. And uh, but it's been sitting in my mind when you said to me you want to go back with your ex-boyfriend. Please erase him from your memory. Don't ever go back in the past. I know, because I've been there, and I understand. When <laughs> do you, you see the like heartbreak? Okay, wait. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's he go has back. Fucking been there, dude. <laughs> Don't go back <laughs> in the past. Been I've been there. there. Watch where his eyes go. Because I've been there. Right into her soul. In the past, I know. Because I've been there. He looks off the camera. He's like, oh, he just had a flashback of <laughs> yeah. like just getting troused on by his Ju ex wife. Julia's before. And I understand when, you it's know, you're trying to Julia. find somebody and go on dates and nothing compares to your ex. <laughs> Do you see him choke that. on his words? Oh, you try and go on dates, but <laughs> nothing, nothing compares, compares to, to, to who they were. Julia. He's thinking of that. Spaghetti oh, my God. Dinner. Better person out there. And Julia, I promise you, it is me. I will love you like you've never been loved before. I will cherish you. I'll make you f feel like a woman, a real woman. Oh, and believe me, after you experience me... Yeah, you wanna... you're right. What does that even mean? I'll make yeah. you feel like a real woman? Yeah. She's like, like, is he going to play Shania Twain and she... give her bonbons? <laughs> she's, yeah, like, right, right. she's like 24. Oh, my God. And he's God. like 45 or 50, oh, or however wow. old he is. He's Dude, we pretty were old. we watching Catfish last night. Oh, yeah. And that, oh. this is an episode in itself. <laughs> this is right yeah. before Catfish. Yeah. yeah. So so they actually got him to send them other videos, too. I don't even know who your ex-boyfriend is. So He's just showing the house off. Open up your heart to me in your arms. Okay, that those that line right there. Open that line right there. Open up open your heart your, to me in your arms. Yeah. I want to know what up he your does heart for a living. This is a nice condo. He's a contractor. Watch, yeah. watch, watch. He obviously builds houses. Just watch it, yeah. Open up your heart to me in your arms. He's excited about it. Let's go full throttle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the takeaway. That's, that's the takeaway yeah. from this whole video. Let's go full throttle. Hey, Julia. Throttle. Hey, full Julia, throttle. it's me, Joe. They're gonna go oh, to Sturgis. Open up your heart. Yeah, right. Open up your heart to me let's in to, your arms. Let's go to Sturgis. Let's summer. go. Let's go full throttle. Full throttle, Julia. Let's, let's go full throttle. And Sturgis, fall in love with Julia. You. Love that. It just—I don't know. I just looked in your eyes and I just melt. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm heading off to work. Here we go. This is my cute little home. Everything you see behind me, I built everything. Every square inch from crown molding to chair rail to floors to lighting to plumbing. Listen doors, how many windows. So Listen how many things he lists about <laughs> yeah. his house that he yeah. built. Like he literally He built it all. I did it all. Every square inch from crown molding to chair rail to floors Wait, to pause. lighting. This sounds like a twenty thirteen kid playing Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's Building every like. little part. His crown molding to chair rail to floors to lighting to plumbing to doors windows to ceiling fans. I put in a bidet so I could clean my ass. If you don't notice, he has two ceiling fans back there and two ceiling fans in this room. Rail, as well. We're going to full floors, throttle to with lighting, this house. To plumbing <laughs> right. doors windows. So this is the type of guy you're getting. <laughs>
I'm a very handy guy. And uh, <laughs> he's handy. Here we go. Watch. I'd love to build you whatever you want. I'd love to build you. You're a sweetheart. I would love to take you down to my cellar. My my basement where I've where I've dug you a nice little hole to live in. <laughs> give you the lotion. I'll give you. I'll put. I'll, I'll build you whatever you want. I'll build you whatever you want. I'll give you anything you want, Julia. As long as you just stay in my basement. I'll build this chair rail. I can, I can I'll rail you in a chair. Whatever. I can totally see <laughs> me fall. I can totally see me fall in love with you being my prisoner for life. <laughs> I can totally lock you up in my basement forever, Julia. So. I hope this video doesn't scare you. That's how I feel. Oh, I think she is <laughs> yeah. terrified. But at least he's a little recognized. Like, yeah, right. He recognizes it could be creepy. Julia. I just want you to know that. Okay? And I look forward to uh, going out to dinner with you. So He already assumes he's going out. <laughs> Let's yeah. make it happen. If I woke Let's make it happen. Oh, that's the worst part. Uh, the worst part, the kiss. That's the, the kiss. seal on the deal, dude. That's uh, the signature on the contract. So yeah, he really had that lip suck puck. He yeah, had the, the, he had it puckered up there. Yeah, oh, so that's geez. so that's Joe. That's good morning, Julia. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's we throw that in there every once in a while, just to say hello, that everybody. Sounds like me when I was single. Okay, just so so awesome. so did you, okay. Kidding. So as a kid, as a kid in the texting game and getting into relationship games and in having those things, did you ever have that moment where like you liked a girl and she wouldn't write you back or something like that, and you just sent a message, maybe a text, and as soon as you sent it, you're like, like oh, oh fuck, I just no. wish I could take Why? back that. Do you ever have, have one of those moments where like maybe you said like, oh, I like you so much too early, or any of those weird dating things? Yeah, I mean, with, with my current girlfriend, we've been together for four years. Um, awesome. Congratulations. We, thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. Thank you. That's yeah, awesome. It's been amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely said I love you way too. It was actually, we started talking before I auditioned for Fighting Silence. Oh, wow. It, it, it's That's funny. Wild. Yes. yes. And but awesome. We all, we constantly talk about this because I remember <laughs> I was so, so stressed out for the audition. Oh, I'm like, I, I can't, oh, shit. I can't talk so to weird. you anymore. I can't talk to you. And oh, you like, told her you could talk to her because you were so stressed? Yeah, because oh, I was like, oh, I need to learn damn. this song. Oh, no. That's crazy. <laughs> we would have never done that to you. I know. You I'm just like, did that. I gotta learn this song. This is big. This is my breakout. I'm gonna, you oh, know, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get in a band and it's gonna be a dream come true and everything. Mm, <laughs> oh my god. And uh, you know, like everything happens and then like a week later I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! And, and then yeah, that was that text. Just and like it took off. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad yes. that I'm glad she was still there. She she understand. You know. Uh, yeah. Obviously, she knows she music is important. She she does. Know she music values that. That's actually really cool. She does. She's always she's at every show unless she can't be for work. But of course, mm -hmm. she's always there, and I, I love it. And That's and and obviously, she has a, awesome. a, a interest in the same music as you too. Yes, uh, we met at Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> oh, yes. Dude, That's, hell yeah, yeah, dude. Love at yeah. first blood. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> um, Beautiful. Yeah, it was just, it was the typical, we started texting and Snapchatting and it just oh, evolved. The Snapchat and we were, game. We were, we were together. There it is. And then four, four years, years ago. Later. Four and now years you guys have a place together. We have a place together, yep. And she That's freaking awesome. helps add to your amazing Doom collection. Oh, she does. She she she's got me quite a bit. She got that that twenty five year 
anniversary poster. Okay, wait, mm. wait, wait. Let's let's go. Let's come to Doom and video yeah. games. You're, We're at that point Doom in the conversation. Love. My favorite part. Yes, you're Doom, Doom and love. video games. Doom everything. Um, first we have a debut. This is something oh, that shit. deserves. Oh, yes. Yes. This is something yeah, that we'll deserves special. Oh, it's very Doom metal. <laughs> Coming at you live, Kablarg Studios. Time and Stuff International, LLC, and all the corporations that are within. <laughs> this is a Naked Luck exclusive, Jason. Oh, take yeah. us take us on a journey. Hell yeah, dude. This is uh, Naked Luck's first single. It's called Hide. Uh, it was actually kind of inspired by a riff that Ray Mabry wrote when Ray was part of Naked Luck. Wow. And then, you know, the whole Desmond kind of took that and ran with it and... Um, and then we got Josh as our bass player, and he does his, you know, does his thing, does his thing. On you, it now. you, you contributed the drums to it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm drummer for this band, and yeah, and uh, Ian does amazing stuff on it too. This is, yeah, like I said, our first uh, single for Naked Luck. We're gonna come out with the rest of the album this summer, yeah. sometime. But yeah, anyway, that's awesome, guys. I hope you're fucking ready for this. Yeah. Have sex to it. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Have sex. Yeah, it. this is Hyde. I love the bass line on this song. Scream when I was wasted and coming up. 
beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You can hear Jason right there. Right there too. That was awesome. Thanks, man. Do you like, dude? Beautiful. Don't the guitars sound fucking great on that? I love the guitars on that. That is that's some amazing. To- what is that? A Fender? Yes. Yeah. Fender amp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's two guitars the whole yeah. time, both of them playing. But what I love about Naked Luck, what I love about you guys is the parts are so individualized. Yes, I noticed. Even that. when you watch them live, awesome. what what you heard right there, that's not mastered yet. Right, that's everything not put through final production. It's not final production. That's just all the the, the premixes, everything before f- f- final it's production is done. Yeah. It's no, well, no, no. It, that, no that's that's it. That that that's that's that that is the final tracks. Everything's done. Just just the um, what you call, the automation isn't done oh, between tracks yet. Yeah. No. None of the automation's done yet. No, these ones are good. But this no, is, no, 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 like, no. Is. It. The, what I'm saying is this is. Literally, what they sound like live. That's fucking what you crazy. heard yeah. there with the balance of everything. That's how how, do it. how yeah. it sounds there. It's not like, you know, the the little extra sparkle that completely mastered tracks have. They yeah. just add that little extra not the clarity, not and, quite yeah. live captured sound quality sparkle. That final. This is literally them live, and what I and like I was saying, what I love about Naked Luck and you guys is your parts are so written so composed and individualized that very rarely are your guitars playing the same thing at the same time. Oh yeah. Like yeah. almost almost yeah. never. Like mm-hmm. like I said when like when we were listening to it, <clears throat> the way you keep the melody going with that hi hat beat is fucking uh Thanks, I love man. it. I love it. Thank you, dude. I love it. Yeah. I really love like I love writing music with naked luck. Um because they're both, you know, if Ian or Desmond like they both kind of like have you know songs developed when they bring them to the band and then we all just like you know we know what they want out of it in a sense but we all get to like help build it up together you know and that is kind of fun like coming from a drumming side of it because i'll be able to bring a little bit maybe what they wouldn't have like i don't know we're always like we still evolve things as you know we're going yeah this is obviously like you know a final product i guess but you know I love this. Does yeah. it feel pretty good to have a final product out? Oh, dude! Finally, uh, <laughs> how long is it? How long have you been working to have something at this stage to give to people? Oh, dude! Ever since I started doing music, man. And honestly, I never thought of it that I'd be drumming like, and that would be the first thing that I actually like, you know, kind of am releasing, you know, as you know, as a unit, even. But yeah, dude, I I love playing drums, and I love you know. It's, it's like being, being told something like, I feel like this is how you, you know, what I feel for the song. Right. And and it's a different perspective for me as a musician, because it used to always be like, oh, I come with lyrics to, you know, really yeah. great musicians. And then I'm like, well, this is, and like, or I'll have like a bunch of different lyrics and I'll just kind of like, you know, almost cherry pick when I hear a great riff and that yeah. brings in that emotion. But like man drumming kind of feeds every every niche everything because yeah just every time i you know have that fill and then bring into that other part you know i can suck people right in you're setting feet. the tone it's you're fun setting the feel. Yeah. it's fun yeah. and it's big shoes because like the people i'm surrounded by like josh lamb 
as a fucking bass player, he's like he's in a great he he's in a bunch of bands, dude. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, another he's another you. Sounds familiar. He, yeah, Josh Lamb sounds really he, familiar. He's a bass player. Yeah. He in like five other bands, or four yeah, other bands. Sluts. Yeah. yeah, each yeah. each <laughs> both. He freaking those that band is amazing. Each both. Plastic Shadows. Um, God, yeah, bunch of bands. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah, lucky to be with these guys. Well, awesome, here's dude. here's what's Great awesome work. is Great is work. is you know you Thanks, there might be you know it seems like a lot of metal bands when when people people start the I I I guess the the way I say it is the average metal band you know what I mean <laughs> the average metal band mm-hmm. is it's it's kind of fitting a genre that's one time in metal yeah. and they they fit they they write because they're influence at that time and by the time they put the time into it i said i said time a lot they're almost past 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 (laughs) the stuff that was prevalent at the time they wrote it right yeah what i love about naked luck what these guys do is they write the type of music that is carryable on yeah you know, it's almost timeless stuff like that. That I will song. I agree with that. Actually. That song. That song that, right there could have been written in 1975. Yeah. It, it, it could have been written in 1990. It gave me a vibe of like. Thank you, dude. Like. That's cool. Waking up and that. just feeling so fucking happy to be alive yeah. and just going out and doing life. I mean, I know the song's entitled Need a Place hide, to Hide. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, it just makes me feel so so happy to be alive you know yeah and just yeah. existing right yeah it, right it's, it's well, very well, it's, fucking yeah, it's you timeless. might be hiding but it, it, it isn't is. necessarily it, a it negative thing feeling. you know it's, it's it sounds like that song to me sounds is what's what's remarkable is that is a song i believe you could show to many many cultures of people Many many genres yes. of of, of yes. music they like. They could be a country fan. They could be an R and B fan. They could be a hip hop fan. They could be. It blends. You know, and and if if, if 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 yeah. that yeah. that song right there has a thing where every single person could sit there, groove to, talk to, pass a doobie to. I mean, ev- <laughs> literally, they could. literally, yeah, they everything could. could everything could be sang around a song akin to that. Yeah. And has been for time. That's why you have songs like Blackbird by the Beatles or yeah. or or Stairway. any of or, or, <laughs> well, 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 parts of Stairway for yeah, parts, sure. Yeah. You know, Not the or whole thing. but 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 <laughs> any Not of the intro. <laughs> but you know, you have you have Lennon songs that stand out. You have you have all of these type of those type of movement songs that I feel yeah. that 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 ap- I definitely identify with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It it feels very uh, classic, familiar, and familiar, familiar, timeless. Familiar. Like all of it, it just yeah. feels. It feels like a high song. five, me, Jason. Yeah, me too. I can do that. And this is for you. Thank you. This dudes. is for Naked Luck. Excellent work. Thanks, guys. Excellent work. Yeah, man. I um, look forward to the it's m- awesome. more more oh, releases. Well, like you said, when's it coming out? It's summertime, early summer. Yeah, we don't we don't quite know, but yeah, and we're actually like already got studio time Hell for yeah, the next dude. thing. Hell yeah! Yeah, actually, shout out to West, dude. Please, um, yeah, if you look at uh, Bandcamp, is where our main thing. But yeah, he's our <laughs> Wes is our main producer guy, and you can look at him and all his stuff he's done. Yes. Nice. Got to give a shout out to him. Excellent. Yep. Beautiful. Um, well, hey, let's do this. Let's go to the Black Sabbath cover. 
Hell yeah, dude. We we Paul Bearer, we talked yeah. about that earlier. We all love Black Sabbath. We're huge. Everybody loves Black Sabbath. Tony Iommi is one of those other guys that you know, everybody says like give your top three or top five guitar players. Yeah. If I could give a list of top twenty, I'd be satisfied. Yeah. Because it takes <laughs> that many for me to be expressive in, in the way I feel. Iommi is, in my opinion, the greatest single riff writer of he all is, time. For sure. The, the I mean, in in just encompassing riffs, the ability to write one riff that makes you feel a way that just in, in Iomi's the king. <laughs> he couldn't oh, even sure. really I get mean, his words like, completely out. Iomi like, is the whole reason I dove into the metal. There would be no. Hole. Well, I look at it this way. There would. There, I look yeah, at it this exactly. way. There would be no Hetfield. There'd be no Mustaine. There'd be no any of those guys none without of none of them would metal exist. Wouldn't exi- I mean, we Dimebag wouldn't exist. Exactly. Any, we no, had, we had Motorhead, but there's you know. But that was like bass riffs. But that was bass riffs. That was bass riffs. And then you have a band like Black Sabbath that just summed up this, I mean, satanic in the first album with mm. Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Yeah. And then it just branched out. You know, you have you have Paranoid. One of my fucking favorite albums. Sabbath, of all Bloody time. Sabbath. Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. That riff is so goddamn iconic. I mean, any band well, I and go audition ha- for, and we we jam on a Sabbath song, no matter Everyone what band does. it is. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. always a Sabbath song. Yeah, it's like a universal. Well, and then you have Masters of Reality. You gotta get oh. some fucking Sabbath. Which has Leaf and ev- well, Children of the Grave. Children that, of the Grave, that, all that always, tune, forever. Yeah, that tune right there, like. It, it Black Sabbath is a universal language for so metal. You, okay, so <laughs> so did, did you find did you find uh did you find uh comfortability in uh Dio Sabbath? <laughs> um, <laughs> just laughs. Yeah. Just laughs. Um, my opinions on Dio Sabbath are the same as Van Halen featuring David Lee Roth. <laughs> I mean, oh I, wait, wait, you mean oof. you mean Hagar? Yes. Sammy oh, Hagar. Right, that's what I mean. Sorry, I'm, I'm I was gonna a little, say a yeah, little di- tipsy here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I love I love this about you. I love um, that. So mm-hmm. I I love Dio. You know, Rainbow in the Dark. Um, Don't talk to strangers. You know, classic tunes like that. Holy yeah. Diver. You, Holy Diver, of yeah. course. They're fucking amazing. Yeah. But you add yeah. him to the Sabbath element where Ozzy's already established the mood and the feel of a yeah. Sabbath oh, yeah. tune, and you add different. Dio, and it. it, it it's like Black Sabbath featuring Dio. Yeah, it is. It's, it's it is. No, nowhere near the same. You listen to Masters of Reality, and then you you listen to Heaven and Hell. Uh-huh. I mean, Heaven and Hell, the, the title track, is essentially a Sabbath song. It yeah. sounds like Ozzy could belt that out. Yeah. But you listen to any other songs on that album, and it's like, but I think this feels like a Rainbow album. It, it, oh, ki- yeah. it kind of does, but I think that's because... It was. It was. I think for me, it was uncomfortable because Dio is so prolific. He is. He is. You he know, is. Dio and is. Ozzy knows when to blend with the riffs and knows when to belt it out. Like War Pigs, perfect example. Yeah. Of when to match up with General the riffs. Gather and, in oh, their masses. I mean, oh yeah. Every time yeah, I hear right, that song, right. I get fucking goosebumps, dude. That mm-hmm. song is so fucking profound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like in any musician yeah. today. No, no, it's it, absu- that it, live too. it absolutely is. Um, what yeah. I think, live, it's amazing. I, yeah. I, 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 I actually love <laughs> Heaven and Hell. I love that album. It's a great album. I, 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 I was, I was upset at it at first, just like I was upset at Van Halen with Hagar. 
I, I, but then, I, but then, after a while, impeccably, you find songs that you're like, God damn, yeah. this yeah. is such a good <laughs> fucking song. And I do that now with Sabbath Dio, Dio yeah. Sabbath is is going. These guys are fucking killing it. Like, Dio's no slouch. He's not Ozzy, but he's not saying he's less than Ozzy. Dio is just, I mean. He's equivalent. Am I, it, it, it's a totally different, different. vibe. Oh, yeah, it's dude. It's a completely yeah. different vibe. I like Dio. I, I mean, Ozzy has that, I like, like Ozzy's fucking words better. Ozzy's got great lyricism. He's got that like gritty, like he knows when to make things mm. feel tense, and he knows when to make things feel like fucking like yeah, yeah. you know. I think Dio kind of <laughs> always is just like up there, you know. Dio, like, he is. Dio he is kinda, always has that which is awesome. vibe of like just yeah. Uh, I think you know? like Ozzy does a better job at just kind of like riding the wave of the music. He has and then, songs like, and of <laughs> wildebeest and angels, <laughs> right? He yeah. has sword on the wings of a demon. Every time You're I hear Dazzy, not Daz, Dio, Dio, I want to break out with like a sword and run through a dungeon. You know? Yeah. Well, have you seen the music? That. Have you seen the music video to Holy Diver? Dude, they're all, all of his video. I I remember this in high school, staying up. Until running like around with a sword night on Friday nights watching Headbangers time. Ball oh, yeah. yep. every single video Holy Diver he's like running through with the, the flashes of red on his face and just like <laughs> and he's got the sword and he's like peeking through the cobwebs <laughs> and then and then like it's know, so wild we watched that we had a oh giant God, mushroom tip at, at, we had a mushroom trip at like it was <laughs> 10, 10 years ago damn 10 years ago um, <laughs> for sure <laughs> Um and and we were sitting there and everyone was high on mushrooms and we're like everybody we should watch the Holy Diver fucking song <laughs> and we and we watched the music video and everybody's like oh my god like what is going on yeah, it was this is it's just some there's things so wrong with that video especially uh, on it's mushrooms timeless, though. it's timeless time I, mean, yeah. I hear that that song come on I fucking crank it up you know and I belt it out in my car like okay a loser. Hey, question <laughs> oh wait oh question time. Oh. Maybe. I got another confession to make. <laughs> Kill switch to thanks, Holy Diver thanks, girl. or Dio Holy Diver? Oh, fuck. Uh, 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 I mean, oh, that's a difficult question. Oh, yeah. I know, right? I, I love the, the Kill Switch version because they do it justice and they're just like. They do. And Howard Jones' deep. voice. Howard Jones' voice, deep. the riffs, they like drop tune it and make it just feel like fucking devastating and punching uh, but the deal you have that classic like this was monumental at its time oh yeah and you you have to respect that like oh, no you're fine you have to respect the like <laughs> you have to respect the like foundation it built for bands like kill switch yeah and so 100 for that question I, I would definitely say dio yes i mean anytime someone hears that song yep. they crank yep. it up yep. they fire the barbecue and they up. have been forever there's exactly. something about the Since warmth the warmth of the guitar tone that 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 the any recording even if you're listening to a new remastered version on your phone oh. of the original dio yeah. holy diver when listening to it, there's a tone, a warmth of the guitars yeah. that kill switches don't have. They they have that like you know, the drive middle, of it. Yeah, mid early two thousands drive. Yeah, where it's punching and it's it's not devastating, but you know it still hits you in yes. a way. Yes. Whereas you know the those early seventies, eighties, and 
you know, classic metal bands, you know, modern metal bands can't recapture that. No, they can't. They were monumental for their time. Yep. And like any Sabbath song, in my opinion, just can't be recaptured. Well, what about Paul Bearer? What what do you think of this? Because we're about to listen to one right now. This is, it's good. It takes it in a new direction. Yeah. But it's still like his vocals in this, in this piece are just, I mean, it does Dio justice. Yeah. I mean, R.I.P. Dio. Yeah, everybody yeah, loves yeah, Dio. Yeah, absolutely. But the, mm. like, well, that's why I was happy to see that they covered a Dio Sabbath song. Yes, this song, it's it's beautiful. That's cool. It is. It is yeah. beautiful. There's no other way to describe it. All right, it's beautiful. Yeah. We're doing it right now. Oh wait, we have to play this. I always. Yeah, vinyl time, baby. Show no, Bob. Bob is the one we want. All right, everyone, it's final time. Everyone, it's time again. Circle around and grab a friend. Drop the needle, reminisce time and stuff. This is it. Final time, oh, final time, oh. It's final time, oh, final time, oh, yeah. And the needle is dropping, my friends. This is beautiful. Seriously, it's just beautiful. It's the only word. Turn it up, motherfuckers. And cheers if you have a drink out there. Do it. Singing this almost like an Aussie song. Oh, yeah. Nice yeah. open, open I mean, throat. It feels like a Sabbath song. Like it does. Bit. Yeah. It, get a little, get a little closer. It's, it's fucking beautiful. I yeah. mean, yeah. It, that, that's the only way to describe this. Yeah. It's so good. Absolutely.
the composure, the music composed, like they they really did this well. They did. I mean, we can listen to the the typo negative cover even. It's amazing. It's, it's, this well, I want to hear real typo negative. If we're gonna listen to typo, you negative, listen to typo negative, yeah. Let, let's listen to the cover. Oh wait, no this. This one doesn't have that song, but listen to the cover, and then we'll listen to the original typo. Maybe. <laughs> we just don't want to play too many songs. True. Music. <laughs> this is awesome. time i hear that just goosebumps it's so fucking good that's so good that was fucking cool (laughs) yeah it's fucking great brilliant yeah dude thanks for bringing that yeah Yeah. thank you and and it is a beautiful vinyl i love watching it spin (laughs) i love the pink ink drop yeah i love seeing it's it's a beautiful vinyl for sure i mean if if we did did a whole show on just Sexy vinyl. We we could fill a show. With did you all the look stuff at the, actually look at the backside, Jason? Oh yeah, dude. It, yeah, etching. It's it remi- like a mandala. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. I was gonna say it reminds me of like a, a henna tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not in a bad way, man. Yep. That's fucking. No, cool. that's beautiful, man. Oh, I like those hands. That open palm. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. cool. Record store day is coming up too. I know it is. Yeah. I know it is. Getting some Jedi mind tricks on that. Find out. Total dissonant change. I love Jedi mind tricks. I do too, dude. Dude, oh, they're so fucking good. I want to find Violent. Is it Violent by Design? Yep. Yep. I want to find that on vinyl. That is a rarity. But that album is phenomenal. That's one thing we don't have any yet. We don't have any hip hop in our vinyl. They're getting that. uh, A Jedi mind tricks is getting reissued on Record Store Day this year. I know. So I'm gonna go pick it up. I also I also want to find some immortal technique too. That'd be good on vinyl. That'd be fucking awesome. I don't I just listen technique. to death metal. I'm in the hip hop yeah. realm. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man, I listen to I, I listen to everything. I listen to a lot of freaking reggae actually. Oh really? Um, I, yeah, I I think a lot of my drums are probably inspired by. Um, I do. You do have a I, lot of uh, reggae swing beats, but in your even drums. if I, I, but I play like a lot of harder stuff. But yep. I always just have a flare like in my fill or something like, like that offbeat reggae to kind feel. of ring. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I don't know, man. I yep. have a you have, I have a specialized drum kit that kind of is made for that. You who a left a left hander who plays like a right hander. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, dude. It's fun. It's awesome because he, he he plays open instead of cross hands. He yeah, plays, oh, really? he plays open hands. He calls it that, but I call it. Just untrained. <laughs> Not really. No, I, yeah. I, there's yeah. no untrained in music. Yeah, I've watched. Well, no, I've uh, watched enough people natural. that. There, but there is untrained. I think oh, there yeah. is untrained. Oh, yeah. I think there is people who are naturals who have an ear who don't understand how guitars work. 
I think you can have a natural ear for music for anything, whether it be piano, whether it be bass, whether it be anything that creates a melody mm-hmm. or a rhythm, and have a natural ear for those type of things and be untrained in that. Yeah, because I guarantee. But I mean, the the way you play is natural for you. Oh, yeah, it's natural tr- for yeah. you. That's yes, what I was exactly. meaning. Okay, okay, so okay. Like yes, the fact yes, that yes, he yes, plays yes. open. De- yeah, you develop. It, your I thing. mean, that's that's natural for him, and he can make that yeah. way sound really good. Yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. Versus 100%. if he tried to flip it, it'd well, be awkward. Well, sure, sure. But you know, in in the way he plays, or the way any unconventional player play, or any player plays, for that matter, there's a level of. Of, of natural ability and comfortability, and then there's also a level of learning. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. sometimes, not every time, I won't say every time, but sometimes maybe cro- encroaching on a lot of the time, <laughs> some steps in musicality are only gained by being shown, by being yeah. taught from yeah, somebody definitely. else. There are Definitely. there are there are jumps in playing ability. There are jumps in in yeah, perception of music oh, where yeah. you can only be shown, yeah. taught, yeah. learn it, yeah. or yeah. find it out for when yourself. I, when too. I started taking lessons from Dave Davidson of, of Revocation, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like my main focus at that point was uh, speed picking during solos. Like you know, you listen to Domination by Pantera. That climb he does is just fucking. It blows my mind, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like. Well, you know, I want to be able to alternate pick stuff like that. And he's like, well, it comes from practice. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight that you can just climb up scales like that. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, constantly. A series of practices. Like we were saying in grinding, gaining five XP points. Yeah, Yeah, the grindage. I don't know where I was going. On. <laughs> That's cool. Um, <laughs> you, you, when, when we when we took our last pee break, um, you were talking about um, anxiety, yeah, and, and yeah. being worried about anxiety. Yes. So so, do you you said you dealt with it before going on on stage? Yes, almost every show I get borderline panic attack. I uh, kind of close up. I, if anybody's talk to me at a show i don't really talk to anybody uh, i kind of uh, reserve myself to the I, end after the show exactly what? i so, focus on like oh, okay i know i've been struggling with this part in the songs and i'll sit in the corner and i'll practice it is that what you do is you overthink is it do you think it's overthinking it's or overthinking or, and being paranoid i've well, always been very well, very too. are you worried about you or the rest of the it's band. It's always me. I've always, always been very, very self-conscious about my playing. Yeah. Because, you know, it's very demeaning when you're learning guitar and someone's like, dude, you fucking suck or oh, just course, give up. Of course. And, you know, being like, I started guitar, I believe, when I was like seven years old. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been a little later. I, I don't remember exactly. But I remember first getting the guitar and I'm like, oh, the tuners aren't all in line. Let's line them all up. And, you know, I threw my... I had no lessons. I was just yeah. given a guitar and yeah, yeah. basic lessons, but it wasn't mm, anything, yeah. you know, one-on-one yeah, lessons. Yeah. And I remember, I specifically remember sitting there and learning Master of Puppets, you know, you know, so on and so forth. And I remember showing that to my uncle, who was the guy that got me into guitar. And he was like, oh, you're not playing it right. And it, it just totally destroyed me. You know, yeah. I spent like so many hours, 20 hours learning how to uh, just play that intro riff. And he's like, no, it's not right. 
and it totally destroyed yeah. me. And I feel like that that's definitely affected me nowadays when I go yeah. on stage and it's like, yeah. I don't have this perfect, but I have to constantly tell myself these people don't well, know our well, songs note yeah. for okay, note. Okay, so so it so, so so let right, me right. let me I get it. Let me ask a couple questions then, and maybe try and um, uh, help a little in, in in the same way. Um, I think all musicians have yeah, felt a yeah. similar struggle. Every, every, to a degree, everybody for I sure. know, everybody everybody I know struggles with the perfect mentality, yeah. the the perfection mentality, in which we're sold an idea. When we when we start playing music and we're writing music and we're with a bunch of musicians who want to create the best music we can create, that there is an idea of perfect, and we idolize songs, we idolize bands, we idolize players. Oh yeah, it's our as life. these perfect play, <laughs> as these perfect players. I guarantee you, I a hundred percent like I I am unequivocal about this. If you asked any one of those people about any one song that they play at any one time that you thought was a perfect performance. You watch this live video of this guy at this time. He will <laughs> yeah. tell you he fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah, right. He will tell at, at a certain every part of it, single probably. person guy will every single one. Every <laughs> single every single musician forever will go, Oh man, I missed this lick here or I didn't quite get all of it here. Or I ev I, I, I just wish I could have re gone back and done this one thing one more you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone. It, perfection doesn't exist. Yeah. That's in in our own perception of perfect. Maybe that's what's funny. Like I think musicians like. Well, I I, I ex what you said I think is the problem. Mm. Our own perception of perfection. We yeah. shouldn't even ever perceive that something could be perfect. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Eagles. Hotel oh. California. Holy Acoustic. smokes. They've never perfected that song. They've been playing that song for over 40 years. And they've never played that song how they all want to play it one night. Yeah. That you makes can sense. you can hear interviews with Joe Walsh up till this day. They've never played that song the way they all hear it. They've gotten close. They've played some parts. One guy is happy with a solo one time. They're harm they're happy with their harmonies one night, but the the but something Hotel California is a fucking brilliant oh, yeah. masterpiece yeah. I, oh, yeah. of they've writing. Played it hundreds of times. Yeah. They've played it a thousand times. Yeah, good. they've played that Amazing. one song live a thousand times, and oh, yeah. none of them yet are happy with the way that song goes. <laughs> that Why? almost sounds yeah. insane. None of them. I know it does. It I know does, it does. Like none whoa. of them feel like it's done being written yet. Yeah. I mean, and, and, I, and, I can definitely identify that. I mean, there's some nights that I get off the stage with Dead but, Texas and be like, dude, I totally fucking killed those solos. Yeah. And I feel so, so good. So when, when but, you get off the stage man. and you feel great because you had a great night playing, mm -hmm. you've had that night, you've, you've felt that night, does, does the next time you go to get on stage, do you think about the way you felt at the beginning of the night or the end of the night? When I'm about to go on stage, I think about <clears throat> the practices leading up to that night. Definitely. I think about like, okay, we worked on this. I need to nail this. But since I'm focused on that, I end up messing up another part that I thought I had down. So you focus I mean, on individual parts. I do. And I focus on like, when I'm on stage, the main thing in my mind is move. 
Don't yeah. stand there. Yeah. Like, cause be entertaining. I, I noticed that my, too. Uh, the very first gig I played, I just stood there and yeah, I head banged. Yeah. I didn't move. I just was static. Yeah. Yeah. And that, ever since then, that's been. Does Devin main... Townsend move around? Oh, fuck if I know. I mean, probably he's <laughs> Devin Townsend. Um, Does John Myung or John Petrucci move around and headbang and go crazy? Do I mean? But yeah, here's I get it though. Here's here, I get it though. here's you where wanna, here's where I'm trying be... to pick apart and 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 it might it I, I am playing a little bit of a devil's advocate, of course, in, purposefully right now. But but what I want to like the idea, like like you said, you, uh, you want to move around. The idea of stage presence and having this amazing presence with which encapsulates the audience mm-hmm. has to forego some part of the playing. The little more you move, the little bit less you have to, or more you have to take away from the perfection of you sitting there in perfect player's Ish. position. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, for real. Yeah. It's yeah. if you're moving and your head is bobbing oh, yeah. or your shoulders are doing this, you will not be in your we all get even players, for a vocalist even like for, you'll even, use right, more air and then right. you don't have air for your We set we set know? our yeah, strap heights. Sense. We set our strap heights to the reason they are for a reason. When you watch guys when they play, other than Hetfield, who I don't understand how he has his guitar <laughs> yeah. that low, and <laughs> and his insane. and his wrist still works, yeah, I don't understand ish. how yeah. he. But other than, him, <laughs> other than him, other than him, Tosin Abasi, any any great guitar players, bass play, any anybody you see, their bass pl- their basses and guitars are high, and they're in players' position most of the time when they're standing there. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they're not going crazy and headbanging unless it's a riff that is conservational. Yeah, mm. right for sure. For me, for me, I I struggle with anxiety before getting on stage too because I am worried about how the other guys on stage will think I'm doing. Yeah, I me actually, too. yeah, I actually I never, that. I actually never think about what the crowd will think of me. Me either. <laughs> I think about See, that. That's, that's the main thing on my mind. It's like, what well, will want, the crowd think? Well, it's not what the crowd will think. It's like. Are they just going to stand there and be like, okay, this is just another opening act? Have, or is it going to be like, okay. hell yeah, I can get behind this. Have you this been, music is amazing. Okay, but yeah. have you been to have you been to heavy metal shows, prog shows, death metal shows, black metal shows, whatever it is, where the band is so amazing that you find yourself no just standing moves. there watching them? I have. And going, man, I don't even want a headbang because I'm going to lose my, my glimpse yeah. from what they're... I mean, there's definitely been opener bands like that where, like... I'm talking about makes... I'm talking about headlining bands. You go to watch Thank You, Scientist, or you go to watch anybody. I can use Leprous. I yeah. wanted to headbang to everything Leprous did, but I was but so you didn't want to take your eyes I was off. so enthralled yeah. that I just found myself not drinking my drink in my hand and just standing there watching. <laughs> Which is them. amazing. I mean, I think <laughs> no, that, but but that what I'm saying is, yeah. is 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 judging you, thinking about this is coming from experience, thinking about the your playing and the and how you're going how you are going to do on stage, being somewhat relational. To the way the crowd reacts to the band is almost like asking, you know, it's it, it's almost like a lineman in football asking the crowd to react to how well he blocks a defensive yeah. tackle. 
Yeah, that, I mean, and and I focusing and on only focusing on your job as a guard, how the crowd reacts to tackles. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I definitely lack in the experience. I mean, I've only been playing live oh, yeah. with Bansford. Oh, oh well, a, a little over a year well, now. This is why. This is why I'm kind of asking <laughs> because because this is something that people when I was when I was young, yeah. when I was your age and just starting to play live, just like you're doing now, no one told me. Hey man, it's okay. Yeah. No one said that to me. Yeah. That one, it's okay to be paranoid before a show. Dude, I still to this day, 15 minutes before a show, I walk in and try and pee because I feel like I have to pee. I have weird bladder shit when I have to play. <laughs> my my bladder, I'm not kidding, my bladder goes crazy. I three minutes before I step on stage, I will have to feel like I have to pee. Harder than I've ever had to pee before. <laughs> Yet two minutes ago, I just peed because I felt like I had to pee harder than I've ever felt before. Yeah. That's nerves. I've, I've come to understand that's just my oh, yeah. lower body going crazy and my bladder being restricted. And, and that's just nerves. That's just shit going on in my body telling me, hey, things about to happen. You're nervous as fucking. Something's <laughs> about to happen. And all. It's a shakedown. All. all, all <laughs> body I, shakedown. Yeah. All I focus on. All I try to focus on before shows now as who I am today is one, relax, play slow. Yep, I yeah. think that too, actually. Don't, don't rush. I yep, think, yep, dude. Yeah, so I love the fact that you said that, dude. I love that. Oh, here's man. my first thing I think I is, is like, not like I rush, is but, play slow. Uh, play slow. Feel it, dude, because if you feel, feel it, the groove, you'll play it, dude. Wait. Wait for your part to come. Don't be prepared for your part to come. Yep. Yeah. Good. Fucking that's that's it right there. That's yep. number one. And that helps with your nerves, I think. Because too. if if you're in your head waiting for this part to come, you will forget you played three songs. Because oh, yeah, you're waiting dude. for one riff in song number four to come, so you nail it right. You will get to that riff and go, wait. Oh my God, we're already here. Did was I even alive for the first three songs yeah. you played? Yeah. I've done time warp. I've, done, I've, done, I've done, done time, time warp on sh like and people are, like bunch of people staring at you. You Your know what, nerves are running. You know you know what that means. Mm -hmm. That means you were not alive in the moment of the first three songs you played. As hard as you prepared, that means that. that means that as hard as you prepared to move, I, I guarantee. It's good to have the I guarantee you were. I guarantee you were moving and doing everything that you wanted to do and you prepared to do for those first three songs, but you weren't alive at that point. You yeah. weren't even. You weren't even there experiencing yeah. the moment yeah, that you have had. That away. And for me, I want. For I would much rather fuck the crowd. <laughs> I I really really fuck the crowd. Mm. Fuck them. I do care about my people I play with more. I would rather experience every moment on stage with the guys that I practice with. And when you're in a practice room and you're smiling at them and you guys hit a riff and you hit something tight and you all look at each other and you have a glimpse of the guitar player against with the glimpse of the bass player, the drummer, and you guys smile at each other and you have this inner joke laugh thing that is only eye contact. And when all that shit happens, that's what I want to experience live. That's how stress just dissipates. That's how it goes show. away because at the moment, every song, Relying I guarantee every song you play, there's a moment in that song where you hit something. 
Mm. Where if you would have just taken the time to look at your drummer and laugh that you hit that together, or you both you both were so observant and so alive in the moment of the band playing that you witnessed your guitar player trip or or something <laughs> that no one else would have fucking seen. Mm. And those moments when I'm a when I am in a crowd and I'm being perceptive and I'm watching a band play and I and I realize that the band on stage is paying attention to themselves on stage more than out on at us. I fall in love with that as a a viewer. Look how much fun they're having, dude. Everyone on stage think, is smiling. They're glimpsing at each other. Uh, they're looking at each other. They're they, a family, dude. Those yeah. guys don't even realize I'm here right now. And we get to love that. See, that, that's the exact feeling I saw when I saw Periphery. Yeah. I mean, you watch Misha and you watch Mark, and they're fucking dancing over the screen, high five, screen <laughs> stage, yeah. high five, and you know, all over the stage, mm-hmm. and they don't see you. Right. And mm-hmm. you have that feeling like, right. am I even here? But then you pay attention. They and don't. They're, they're there. They don't oh, care yeah. if you're there. Yeah. That makes well, sense. they're doing it for you. They but care they're, that they're presenting know. their music to whoever wants to hear it. Yeah. They don't the pe- care yeah. that you, Cole, are there. Yeah. They don't give a fuck that you are there. They love that their music is there. They love that people are there to hear their music, but they don't give a fuck that you're there. Well, they just yeah. It's, no, it's kind of but like, that's that's the truth. When I play live, I I love the fact that now I can be in a band I love, mm-hmm. writing and creating music and being a part of music I love, and playing it for people because I I love getting music played to me. Because the the fans' perception, the fans' perception is they're up there to play it to you personally. That's that's the juxtaposition yeah. between the band and the fan. The fan is there. They don't give a fuck that everybody else is there with them. Mm. They they are there and the band is playing to you. The band is not playing to you. The band is playing out. That's it. They're they're brought it's it's the same as a radio station. The radio station broadcasts its wave, doesn't care that you listen. They care that listens. They care that people listen. That makes sense. You know? And so for me now, I am so happy I get to be in a place. Yo, you get to be in places because you're in three fucking bands. Almost <laughs> yeah. You know, we all get to be in a place. <laughs> yeah, man. We where have, we're we up on stage feeling a camaraderie that the people in the crowd, unless they're also in a band, have never felt. You get to share a moment. Mm-hmm. And, ho- and the thing is being alive for every moment, being there and present for every moment of every song, not caring about what comes only caring about the present, not caring about what the crowd did, not caring that there's even a fucking crowd because I've played oh, yeah. to three people. I've played shows to three people with oh, him. Dude. Oh, yeah. Actually. And one of those guys was the show, sound guy. My favorite show, actually. Well, the favorite music piece I think we've ever written together. We played to like no one. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And like. Some of our best I watch a, work we've ever written, you know. I watch a video of us playing live, and all we're doing is looking at each other and laughing and playing yeah. this amazing piece of music we but wrote sound good. to no one, <laughs> to no one. Our our show wasn't... I didn't have any less anxiety before because no one was there. I didn't have any less anxiety getting on stage because I only worry about what the guys think on stage. But 
I do totally understand. Well, uh, well that's why you know, I I you people. know, I would urge you to maybe think about the amount of respect you place take your mind out of you being a fan watching the band play and try and put your mind in what you would like to think the band is feeling when they're playing to you you know what i mean yeah when you watch any band come up and play live when you watched paul bear come up and play did you feel at all that they were nervous to be there in front of you no yeah, because they're who they are too, <laughs> right? It right. is a little different, but you un- no, it's not. It's but, no, it's not because yeah, I guess you're right. because because the guys because it they're be. you. These fucking guys up there writing this music, and we listen to their vinyls. They are no different than us, man. They put their pants on the same way. They're they just pull, really they have talented to, they pants. Have, no, they have to grind. No, no, they yeah. all started. They got to get their five. They X all started it. sucking. They got to get their yeah, five XP and grind. They all had somewhere. to find. They all had to gain five XP every day to grind. Yeah. They all got. Thought, they all maybe leveled up at a show. I love they that, all man. worried about getting on a fucking stage and sucking in front of fans. And they all had that. They anxiety. all. Every single one of them missed time with their bandmates mm. on stage. Yeah. Every one of them yeah. missed time with them. I You can watch, how many interviews do you watch of guys that talk about how nervous they get now, today? Devin Townsend, Devin Townsend is one of the most prolific fucking songwriters right yeah. now, and he's a recluse. He hates getting in front of people. He hates meet and greets. He hates all that stuff. He's nervous to talk to people. Yeah, You know, he's... Yet he's prolific as fuck. And yeah. and the thing is, is they all go, man, I just want to experience being in the moment. You know? Put yeah, your... now when, when you explain it like that, like, that's when I think about it, you know, in retrospect, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you think about, you're standing there on stage, you can barely see out into the crowd. You see maybe the first two rows of people if there is right. rows if, of people if there are, but you, you know you don't see much right. you don't see it's right. all blacked you know. out cuz the lights i mean i think i, sh- I think I, should I think youtube is a tragedy because we get to watch gojira or mastodon <laughs> or pantera create cir- the largest circle pits ever created <laughs> yeah. and we imagine and what the problem is what i really feel is we put ourselves in the place of the guy in that circle pit and what it must feel like to be inspired as a crowd by music like that to be part of that movement in the crowd watching. Mm-hmm. Now I try to be the guy on stage, the bass player on stage, only trying to fill his part, not even realizing that the stuff they wrote that they've played to four people thousands of times is now inciting a circle pit. <laughs> right and it's luck of the draw that these people loved it enough to do it but you're still just trying to get to the next chorus because that's where the hook comes and that's where you have fun and you get these moments with your bass player your drummer and or your guitar player and you know that's what those guys think every night they're yeah. only trying to get part to part in their songs and experience and make sure that they're connecting with the guys on stage when they're on tour they're not thinking about the pits they create Right, right. And only True. playing their parts to create pits. They don't... Ish. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, this is heavy. I know it's going to. But, well, you know, it's all jokes and speculation, of course. But I don't know. But, you know, it's... it's you like, know, you always got it's, hopes, it's an ex- but... it's It's time first. You, you know, put 50 more shows under your belt, man. 
you know, and every every show you play, just and that work on us for us. Too, that, oh, oh any yeah, I'm, I'm I'm speaking from me worrying about the show I have to play. Because you'll look back those fifty I'm going, shows and realize what you learned. Since we're going to too. Spokane for my I'm going to Spokane for my first time, and all I can all I'm doing right now is terrorizing what it's going to be like for a six hour drive up there. <laughs> to play in a place I don't know if anybody's going to show up with bands I've never played with before, mm-hmm. and if it's Hope even for a good time, <laughs> you know, you know what what's it even going to be like? I'm going to invite friends on Facebook. Are they even going to recognize I invited them? Are they going to respond back? Are they going to say they're coming because they live in Spokane and I'm playing in Spokane and they don't sh- like? Are, it's a tricky game. All of these things are in my head at all times. You know, like I I, I really <laughs> struggle and worry <laughs> with this shit. Jason yeah. worries with the dude. We oh, shit. Dude. We sit here at night and just ponder, manic talk yeah. with how we handle the situations, man. And you know, there's it's it's all about getting to the that moment, the precipice of getting on stage and shedding the skin of worry and just entering into the 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 area of just being just existing for only the that 45 30 minutes 45 minutes on stage. Yeah. Everybody in the band knows you're nasty as hell. You yeah. just got to show everybody. Well, that's else what I was, in the that's exactly. <laughs> do, and, do you think that now being auditioning for Dead Nexus, boom, you're there. Be uh, auditioning for I'm I can't, I can't At the seams. At the, at seams, the seams, you're there. Mm-hmm. Is that helping with confidence with with some of your anxiety? Do you feel like cuz that's why I was asking you earlier how you're handling yeah. This. Yeah. Um, do you think it helps your anxiety, or do you think it maybe feeds a little more because now you get more now responsibility? You're in front. Well, you're I mean, in front it's, more. It's, it's you're doing the, more. The anxiety comes from fear of what people perceive me. I mean, you know, uh, I'm that I'm that guy that sat in his room for eight hours a day after class playing guitar to no one, uh, to no one, yeah. and then standing in front of you know. X amount of people mm. and being like, how many of these people are musicians? How many of them are going to realize I fucked up a flat when I should have played a sharp? And mm. it, it's just the nitpicking things from me as a musician and me as a person that has bad anxiety to begin with. I mean, I don't just get anxiety over music. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Do. Yeah. Tell us other things. Other I things. mean, I, I get anxiety over my relationship. I get anxiety yeah. when I go on Twitch. I get anxiety going to work and talking to somebody over the phone. Yeah. I get anxiety from almost everything, but I try my best to cover it okay. up okay. and wow. yeah. present myself in a professional manner, whether it's on stage, whether it's at work, whether yeah. it's with yeah. Heather, get, my girlfriend. Do you get ang- do you get anxiety going to the store for groceries? Depending on how many people are there, yes, I yeah. get very, well, okay. very bad social anxiety. I don't like being around a ton of people. Like we just went and saw Soulfly for my birthday. Awesome, and I love Soulfly. It was it was a fucking great That's show. Right. But I mean, I remember sitting there and just being like, I really don't want to be here. There are so many people. I feel very uncomfortable. I remember being 16 and being in the fucking front row for Soulfly and being like, this is the greatest time ever. And so now as, I'm at as the back got, of the As concert. you've gotten older, do you yeah. feel the anxiety's gotten more? It has. I feel very reserved. I, I mean, I go to shows and I see, you know, people intertwining and get, seeing their click again, yeah, you know, yeah. and meeting up. And I just sit in the corner like, I don't know anybody. I don't really want to talk to anybody. I just want to stay reserved in my corner. And I, I, I feel guilty Listen. about that because, I mean, I see, you know, people talking on Facebook. I see friends that have 
formed through the scene. Oh yeah. And I'm still, I still feel like an outcast because I don't talk to people. I just yeah. sit in my corner. I get so it. It's, it's a mix of anxiety and I'm a very, very shy, reserved, reserved well, person. You know, I, you're a badass, Cole. <laughs> yeah, I will say that to you. Yeah, this I, is, I agree this entirely. Is, this is, yep, I agree entirely. I, Thank you. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know any badasses who aren't shy. <laughs> really, really. Really, Kyle Baltus, the drummer for Thirty Six. That is exactly what came to mind too, man. One of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet, <laughs> all around, over person, everything, mm. shy as fuck. Yeah. Steve Holt, we just had him on, guitar player for Thirty Six. Yeah, recluse in Rec- a way, you basically. Know. Yeah, self-proclaimed. He, so you know. he he hasn't owned a car since two thousand four. Yeah, man, he likes. Because he lives in his apartment, and he walks the Safeway, which is right as, down there. Dude, but very driven. You know, too, you know, it's like it. Yeah, nothing wrong it's, with wanting to do stuff, yeah. but not be like, like you, you know, I I don't talk to a lot of people. I would <laughs> say, you know, for for the in the broadest sense, I we we are, we kind of have our click. Now we have a podcast. We invite a lot of people over <laughs> to talk, but it's in our setting that we control. Yeah, yeah. exactly, man. I don't you think know we wouldn't be doing this like you know we wouldn't go to other people's house once a week. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and just talk for three hours. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, you know. as weird as that is, <laughs> I, I would say don't beat yourself up and feel like being. Uh, you know, b- being reluctant to be a part of mainstream interaction how everybody feels they need to interact when you go to a show and you see all the people doing their kicks and their punches (laughs) (laughs) and like yeah that shit's you know in 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 any any aspect of that kind of thing is is weird it's (laughs) you know i i feel uncomfortable with the thought of being in that position as well but the fact that you go to shows Mm. speaks bounds cole (laughs) really because people i there are people i know who wish they went to shows definitely and can't even go you know the fact that you can go to shows the the fact that you get on stage with the anxiety you have Mm -hmm. and play shows speaks bounds about the the strength you have to of, of of what you want you well, know what like, i mean yeah and how much you feel the music like it's yeah you have to show you have to do this like it, yeah. you love it it's and, being an entertainer i mean mm. you know every time i get on stage i think of the time when i was you know 10 years old sitting in my room playing guitar mm. like just dreaming of being the next dime bag or the james hetfield you know the big guy yeah, yeah, that yeah, everybody yeah. idolizes yeah. and i'm like I'm going to be that guy right now, whether I'm playing for two people or 35 right. people. Right. Which is, I, don't know, I don't know how many people come to our shows, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just that, that feeling of being, I'm going to be somebody's idol now, mm. which is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Intense. know. Scary. Wanna, right. It's, it's not scary. It's just, I want to be that guy that someone can look up to like, he went through these struggles to become where he is. Mm. I have those same struggles. I can do it too. 
There exactly, it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, that's. I'm. I'm in the same place, man. I'm. You know, there's there's so many players that you look at that deal with their own Maynard, dude. Look at Maynard. Yeah. You know the kind of shit that he deals with in his own mind. Just that's the reason Tool's taken this long to do. <laughs> what yeah. seventeen years? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's coming. April. April. It's coming. It's coming. It's it's legit. It's actually legit now. Oh, yeah. Tool's legit now. Oh yeah, they've all. Um, they've I can't all wait. I've verified. I've been so hyped for Tool. I love I know. Tool. I love I Tool. Love I fucking tool. love Tool. Everything. The first time I heard the Grudge. Oh yeah. Off the Terrorless. Lateralis, lateralis, lateralis. That's what I said. Lateralis, lateralis, whatever, however you pronounce it. Off lateralis. Um, the the grudge, dude. That fucking song, and then lateralis itself, yeah. of course. Oh fuck. Um, I'm which which I'm getting the words words off of that song as a tattoo and a tribute tool. Oh damn. Uh, or, oh yeah. A tool tribute, a tribute tool, a tool tribute tattoo. I still need tattoos. I don't have that, anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have yeah. Tons yeah, just, of plans too. Good, good. Yeah, 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 you will and shall. I have, I have a, a whole music sleeve I want to do. I have quite a bit of things. Um, but anyways, hey, let's do this. Let's um One go play. to typo. Typo negative. Hell yeah, dude. So, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what song? Oh, there's so many good ones on that album. I know there are. This is so huge. Many good ones. <laughs> so, so many good ones. Um, if I had to pick anything, I'd probably pick Christian Woman just because that... If you listen to the version on Spotify, it's the edited version. It cuts out a whole section of the song, and that section of the song they cut out is just the most fucking punching song, part of that song that just oh, feels so... Let's like, do it. SJWs are going to get super offended by it, but I don't give a fuck. It's typo negative. Well, why yeah. would they be offended? Oh, because, it, it, I mean, it's, it's anti, Peter Steele. It's anti-Gon, right? It's Peter Steele. He's all over the spectrum in the terms of sexual orientation. Are, 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 you, a, are you a religious man? Uh, no. no? I, 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 I don't care what you identify as. I don't care what your sexual orientation is. I just care if you're happy. If there you are you and you're happy, if you're gay, one of my best friends is gay. Yeah. He's gay. I don't care. Yeah. He's he's a fucking cool dude. I love hanging out with him. He's got amazing musical ideas. Uh, I don't give a fuck if he's gay. Of course. He's him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, another one of my friends was trans in mm -hmm. high school. So what? He's yeah. happy. He's him. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. He's not going to come on to me. No, we're friends. We've yeah. been friends forever. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't care. As long as yeah. people are happy, I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your orientation is. I don't care what you identify as. Right, right. You're you. Yeah. And, you and you're, you're nice. what yeah. You're good to people. And you're Let's what makes the world and life mm. relevant. Could, you, could you imagine how boring it was? Could you imagine how boring it must have fucking been in 1300... <laughs> Be air AD England, where there was a monarchy and everybody had to be one thing or another, and if you weren't one thing or another, you were dead. And yeah, I mean, and there was no musical representation. There was no represent art representation. Oh yeah, you had dry, no, you had society. no, you had zero time to ever even think about painting a painting or plucking a note on a guitar or learning. 
English or learning math or you had because guess what? There were shit to be because fucking the scoop. church ran everything. Yeah. And yeah, nowadays true. there's delineation between state and church. I mean I've kind of I went yeah, to church. It's getting cross, I went to church and I got kicked out for questioning the faith, quote unquote. Yeah. Good. Because I asked Good. who created God. And they got they told me never to come back. And then I learned to just question everything. Like yeah. this exists. I mean I wouldn't say I'm a religious person. I don't believe yeah. there is any higher being. I just believe by chance that we've existed. There it and is. And that, that, that's yeah. what it I is. I love that. That's beautiful. I mean, yeah. We're here, obviously, but, but, and but we're here, acting. So make but, the fucking best of well, it. Well, <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing. And that's Hell the thing yeah. is someone go, well, where do you find I'll meaning? I'll drink to that. Well, uh, yeah, cheers. Let's make the cheers best of that. that. Let's make the best of it. But, you know, someone someone would say, well, where do you find meaning if the, if, if there is no God or there is no higher power to to tell you what the meaning is? If, if, you, if no one is telling you what's worth being meaningful, what where do you me find happy? meaning? And it's like, music. How about, <laughs> how, yeah. how about just Joy. humanity? Yeah. It's just doing something good. I mean, somebody, how about man? free representation of it's, ideas it's, it's, among everybody? Anything. Finding who you want to be with. I mean, I've been with Heather for four years. I'm planning on spending the rest of my years with her. Right. I, right. It's finding music. I found music at such a young age. Yeah. And I've dedicated my life to learning it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even though I can't yeah. go full time with music, I still work mm -hmm. a day job. I yeah, fucking love don't it. we all? Yeah, right now. <laughs> I love it. I live and breathe yeah. music every day. Like yep. I said earlier, I'm writing the soundtrack to my life, whether it be, you know, growing up listening to Led Zeppelin and Steve Miller Band or yeah. fucking writing my own music. Yeah. It's. I fucking love that, dude. I love That's yeah. what it is. I, I mean, love you, man. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Cole, you're, Cole, a, you're bad a fucking badass. And, and honestly, you're, you're, you are a young. That's why we love you coming back. That's why we love you exactly. having on our podcast. That's why we. Yeah, you're driven, dude. That's why we, we have Precise. everything. And we, we're going to. As soon as we get done with the podcast. You know, we've we're been going jam. almost three hours. We're gonna fucking play <laughs> gonna music jam, and jam yeah. together. Hell yeah, dude! Because <laughs> because <laughs> because you're you're an, you're inspirational, man. Seeing mm -hmm. you you feel like me or him ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, we really. old, dude. Really, nah, you know, really, no, I'm getting yeah. old. Uh, just turned twenty four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I. You're wearing it well. I'm bro. wearing it. You're wearing it well, bro. <laughs> Don't look a day past twenty one, my friend. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, yeah. I would have no. been way drunk. Dude, music keeps, <laughs> music, <laughs> music keeps you young. No, it does. Um, I, it does. I love this. Let's, let's listen to typo negative. Mm -hmm. um, we're I since the we're gonna listen to basically the first two songs because the first song is very short track is um, it the intro it's called track? yeah it's the machine screw it's the yes. intro track and then we're going to go right into christian woman which which is going to be great we're going to listen to these we're going to come back have a couple questions end out with question time um yeah hell yeah and then yeah let's fucking jam let's do it anyways <laughs> we have oh man cuz we oh, I'm burping uh <laughs> two or four Cole, two or four? Uh, uh, two. Yeah! Give my time. Time to get down with your best self. Got the vibe spinning around now. Everybody in this bad feeling now. Got your bros. Got a rocking at your socks. Got your showing toes. Everybody having a good time up in the studio. Have a stuff rocking down bottle time. 
<laughs> yeah, fucking it, vinyl dude. time. Vinyl time! Put on the vinyl spinner! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, that sounded like a Sunday morning. I love Sunday morning. Me too. Coffee. Yeah. Donuts. Uh, <laughs> eggs Benedicts. All right, everybody. Typo negative. Turn this shit up. Yeah. The greatest band, the greatest. Love it. We're open. Open for business. Open for podcast. Like her legs were. Hello, oh. Julia. <laughs> hey, Julia. <laughs> All right. Listen to Here this. we go, everybody. I love the synth sound. Christian woman. Typo gets us great. Dude, I love typo negative so much. So much. They're good. Yeah. Fucking great. Amazing. Fucking great. Peter Steele. He's one of them. Across upon her bedroom wall, from grace she will fall. An image burning in her mind, and between her thighs. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. Chuggy. It's dirty. So dirty, but it, it's so good. Love the keys. Uh, yeah, dude. The synth bits in this so fucking perfect. Very simple and back in the back, but just what it needs. that. I 
love dude his voice is so fucking iconic and it's it just goes under the radar for most people and i don't get it it's almost like a little bit of throat singing it is it is yeah. it really is i think that people that have like a lower or like they use a lot of lower range like they just don't get as much recognition as like people with higher you know but like when you have that tone and that sound you know like it doesn't matter how high you sing dude like it's what it does with the music man exactly, exactly. that's yeah. why typo made it so fucking iconic especially for me like so underrated yeah totally totally I wish all of you out there right now could hear what this song sounds like on vinyl. <laughs> I wish you could all hear what this sounds like on vinyl. Only 5,000 people in the world can hear it. Right. <laughs> and we're lucky like that. This part right here is so fucking awesome. The part I'm talking about doesn't come to a little bit after this, but this part is fucking amazing. She'd like to know. Love that voice, dude. Really do. It's like Transylvanian. Yeah. <laughs> a little it really bit. Is. It really but is. kind of like operatic in a way, you know? Like, kind of have a similar. He was on another level from all of us, man. He was very artistic. Interesting. Wait for the tonal shift. Comfy. That's comfy. Any hickey, dude. Another underrated guitar player. Oh, yeah, the kick. I like that in cut time. Oh, yeah. Adding that extra. 
part right fucking here, dude. I love this part. Oh, yeah. Dude, the feel right here is ungodly. It's so good. I love that. I love that. That is Dio. It's so awesome. I, uh, every time I hear this part, just goosebumps. It's everywhere. It's so good. Love that riff, dude. Got that classic tone, dude. I can't believe I've never heard this song before. Really? Yeah. Listen to more of this record, dude. It'll blow your mind. It's so good. Well, from from just my Pandora and Spotify mix, I recognize the cover. Like, I know I've heard a bunch of songs off this album, but for some reason, I don't think I've ever heard this song. The extended version, dude. If you hear it on Pandora, it's the cut-down version. They cut out this part. Because SJWs. Predictable. But hey, we still stand by Ash. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then we have black number one. Oh, I wish I could have seen Typo, dude. Like yeah. Peter Steele, super underrated songwriter, yeah. even by today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lane Staley from Alice in Chains, another underrated songwriter. I, I don't think I don't think he's underrated. I I really don't. I think I think that I only there might okay. So one person talking about them, and the person that talks about them was on here a few weeks ago. Oh really? Sebastian. He's yeah. The yeah. only other person I hear talking about Lane. Well, well. So here, so 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 here's what I think happened with with Lane. I think every I I really think if you were to talk and talk about singers and you go, yeah, but what about Lane Staley? Everybody like, oh yeah, that guy was fucking great. He was just a fucking heroin junkie. Yeah, it's kind of a, and I mean, he was unpredictable. He yeah. was, but it's, still, and, I mean, and, and, but, you but, listen but, to that acoustic. Oh the no, 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 no. Yes, yes. And the rock because he was feeling. sober. No, he wasn't. Well, for the unplugged album, he no, was not sober. No, but he was not wasted. He was high. Oh, he was very high for the unplugged. Well, show. no, no. Here's what I'm talking about. He had done heroin recently, but he was functional. He was not wasted. Yeah, yeah. that's my point. He was. He was because of the the amount of heroin he did. Yeah. What he was on at that time made him functional. He was not withdrawing, and he was not at the overdosing yeah, side. Yeah. I mean, he the, was that, at he, but but that whole album oh, though, no, you can no. hear yes. in his voice, and you can and hear the pain. Yes, you can. Through. Yes, you can. And, and also it, on the last out, the last few songs that they ever released, you could hear him singing, and you could hear the fact he has no teeth when he sings. Yeah. True. That's my point. Is is I think that when you talk about singers who are great and iconic, Lane Staley is one of those 
aforementioned names where everybody recognizes his greatness. But it's it's like John Belushi. Yeah. 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 John Belushi is one of the comedy greats of all time that nobody talks about because of how sad his fucking story is, dude. True. And Lane Staley's that guy. He's one of the greats of all times that has such a sad story. Nobody like he's just the one that everybody recognizes that no one talks about. Yeah. I I've always, I don't think I mean, you Allison I don't Chains was one of my gateway bands. I don't so I've th- yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. The Rooster, The Rooster was one of the first <laughs> songs that I heard that I went holy oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck did to a singer was vocally the rooster. vocally that song like yeah it's yeah. perfect no no for yeah of course of so course good. but i don't think anybody I, but my point sing. is when you talk about when you talk about guitar players or singers there's the people that are like oh kurt cobain's great and then you're like there's the people who are like ah, kurt cobain's not that fucking great there's the guys that are like oh the beatles are the best band ever and there's the guys like and eh, the beatles are overrated there's always those people yeah oh, yeah, that yeah. everyone i don't think there i don't think there's anybody that goes Lane Staley wasn't a good singer. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think I've there's, ever heard anybody say that. I don't think there's anybody that, that says yeah. Lane Staley isn't phenomenal for the time of grunge in Seattle. I don't think that he w- that there's anybody that wouldn't say that he Wait, wasn't an you, innovator. You, you think Allison Chains is grunge? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jason? <sighs> Yeah, they're I grunge, really? grunge, grunge. Well, because grunge, of the time, they're, 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 I don't think now. So, maybe so, it so be they're they're, they're grunge. Like, I would call them grunge slash hard rock. See, I wasn't alive. <laughs> That's, that makes me sound so like childish. Yeah, I wasn't no. alive when they were in there. Hey, I was born in '95. Well, so, yeah. so here's so the I, thing. I mean, maybe here's here's but what I wasn't here's, here's what you here's what you have to understand about Allison Chains. Allison Chains started. Before grunge was grunge, yeah, yeah. definitely they were they were a band. They were a band. They're they were a band. Grunge, but, but they were a quite. band that was writing really good songs before grunge happened. True, I've in the late eighties. But here's what happened. Here's what happened. Grunge started, and you had the Soundgardens. You had the yeah. Pearl Jams, all the Seattle bands. Yes, you had you had you had you had Nirvana, you had Soundgarden, you had Pearl Jam, and you had, um, um, oh God, what's the one more I'm forgetting? Um, oh God, um, Stone Temple Pilots. Were they Seattle? They were no, not Seattle, no. but they were at the same time. They were right there, and they had this style of heaviness and drone singing, and. The songs you hear before grunge happened, um, Allison Change didn't do that. And when the grunge wave hit, they were in that genre. They were in that time. They were playing with but those bands. But they weren't bands. doing the same thing. Yeah. They, that's when you started getting the all of Lane's... <laughs> that's when oh, that's when of? that's <laughs> when all of that that part of lane happened that's when he really found his voice he really blossomed he everything that lane became and the fucking brutality of his voice because that dude was fucking brutal yeah dude, he, fucking like brutal in my book just for me he's above freddie in my book just no, for me just whoa, for me just for no. me he goes just no, for me, at least it. in vocalist and lyricist, it's Randy Bly of Lamb of God, my all-time oh, favorite great. band. He's great. He's great. Yep. Lane yep. 
and then that's Freddy. Intense. That's just me, that's though. See, that's see, just I'm me. Singing, see, yeah, it, I, it is. I, it I, is a completely different type okay. of singing. That's fine. But for me, it's the emotion. I mean, you watch Lane, Lane live. Yes, but compared here's... Compared to Freddy, for me, Lane steals it. No. For me. Are you for me. fucking... Okay, if you call for sitting me. in a stool b- barely <laughs> able to hold your arms up... Okay, Freddie Mercury was dying of AIDS. He was. And put on a better show <laughs> than high toothless Lane he could was. ever put on. He was. He could, he, all he did was sit on a stool and barely pick his arms up. But you had weight lost, <laughs> fucking chemo treated, AIDS ridden Freddie Mercury still putting on a the more energetic show, show and singing better energetic. than Lane did in no Freddie's voice at the very end of his career death ridden Freddie Mercury had a better voice than Lane had I think in his last recordings I okay think in they're his, both in Lane's at least they're both amazing you could Feel but. the emotion and the pain in his voice. Yep, doesn't mean it was a great voice. <laughs> for it's me, for voice. me, it was. He, but uh, you know, to each their own. No, to if, each if, their own. if you think I, if you think, if you call emotion, if if for, I think he, for me, I'm thinking of creativity. I'm thinking of prowess. I am thinking of the ability to stretch beyond comfortable zones. Yeah, and at the end of the time. Lane did nothing more than sit in his comfortable wheelhouse, mispronounce words, and he had all the pain, but all he did was wail. He couldn't pronounce words. He had no teeth. Yeah. At the end of Freddie Mercury's time, he barely had energy to stand, yet he was reaching for notes. He was doing tonal changes. He was doing... He was... He's still evolving yeah. and I feel pushing. like this is a really weird argument, kind of. It is. I mean, but it's not, like I said, <laughs> well, well, I just, I just don't, I just don't understand. You're like, who sang and died better? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, no. I'm just like, I, holy shit, guys, man, ran, ran it in here. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Hey, yeah. we've all, you know, you I mean, know. I, I just, it's really kind of man. For, the, it's for not me, yeah. Lane's I, voice yeah, was no, hey. The gateway to I get Metallica. It. And I get it. Yeah, I get it. And you know I get all it. those heavier bands. But Lane sang that way because James sang that way for ten years before Lane started. And honestly, yeah. Still, for I'm, me, but, but, I mean, but for me, good. when I was a kid, yes, yes, Allison Chains was more approachable. You could understand him. Yeah. You know, before yeah. you get into oh, the dude. yeah, oh yeah, puppets I'm and all with that. Alice for me, Chains. Oh, yeah, Chains yeah. Is like, bicycles are weird. <laughs> Bicycle, bicycle. I mean, oh, I mean yeah. that is Freddie as well. No. You know that yeah. is weird True. as fuck. I'm oh, not. Yeah. You know, it I understand. It it's it's unapproachable. As yes. a little kid. Yes, totally oh, get man. it. That's why. That's why I said the. I mean, you know, all of those songs: Dirt, Rooster, Man in the Box. You I would go on and say, on and yeah, on. Not even as a little kid, like no, even now. Even, yeah, even as an adult. Oh no, yeah. Alice in Chains is like yeah. Oh my god. I mean, dude. one of, one of my they first changed. presents from Heather was. The fucking unplugged uh, Alice in Chains album. And in my opinion, that is it's my favorite live album of all time. Ooh. Over S and M, over Kiss Because oh, I was just gonna say S and M is mine. I love uh, S and M is my favorite I, I out, live album of all time. I do love it. James Hetfield is a keyboard on that album. Really? No, I mean 
the way oh, how he played keyboard like Geddy Lee. I'm saying his voice is oh, yeah, a he keyboard was, on he that was album. He was fucking on point for he that album. He is literally a keyboard on that album. I, I love that album. Yeah. But when I heard Allison oh, Chains Unplugged and they come out to unplug and you can fucking hear that crowd react oh, to yeah. when Lane you can tell yeah. when Lane walks out and sits down mm-hmm. and he, they start singing singing uh what is it? Uh, nutshell. Yes. You can hear them singing that. Yeah. Like every time I hear that, I tear up. Oh yeah. That oh, that yeah. fucking that track is so fucking powerful. Agreed. It is nutshell's agreed. a great it, song. It, it, I agree. Nutshell's amazing. No, I, I love hear that. you. That I, I, I love that song. Oh yeah. No. No. I. Man, there's no. It's. I mean, it beats Nirvana you know, unplugged. It beats Bush unplugged. Whatever the corn unplugged. Whatever the other shit they did. That album was the. I agree. I agree. I agree that that is the best unplugged album of all time. Oh, I I would I would totally say that that Alice in Chains unplugged is the best unplugged album of all time. Yep. Yep. Totally. For sure. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Not a question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking. I want to. I want to listen to it and then I want to challenge it. Like what could have been better? Oh, right, put well, on nutshell. Well, hold on. No, no, not right now. No, no, <laughs> yeah, that's not part of this because it's not a vinyl. Um, oh. <laughs> so here's let's do this. God, let's 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 go to this. Hmm. Oh, it's question time question again. Time. Mm. You've been sitting in our chairs drinking our beers. Now it's time to question you. Gonna fucking ask your brain some questions you might not know the answer to. Mm-hmm. It's question time. <laughs> All right. It's question time. So first, we have these cards. <laughs> I remember last time this was embarrassing. <laughs> we have these okay. cards. No, it's fine. It'll be painless. So I'm just gonna pull <laughs> random cards out, and they're music. Hat. They're music questions. Well, it's not. Oh. In- I used my hat <laughs> just so we could say that. Okay, I'm pulling it out of a hat, and it, they're just random questions. Uh, which rock star played in a band called the Stooges? The main name from the band called the Stooges. Iggy Pop. You are correct, sir. <laughs> you get five points. You get five points. I want to be your dog. You're grinding. <laughs> um, all right, here's another Grindage. question. Here's another one. Um, Tom York is the lead singer in which rock band? Oh, shit. Um, fuck. Uh, Come on. You should know. Um, Tom w- York. I want to say, the Sul- who sings Sultans of Swing? Nope, nope, it's nope. not Dire Straits. Not Dire Straits? Uh, fuck if I know that. <laughs> Radiohead. Radiohead, uh, I'm not a big fan. Oh, me I, neither. I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you that. Um. Okay, we're going to do one more out of this stack. <laughs> one more of these out of this stack. And I love that you're holding that. I don't need that <laughs> anymore. Put it back <laughs> on your head. Um. Okay. Things. Which, okay, this is this is a no doubt question. Oh, funny. which no doubt song opens up with "You and me, we used to be together every day together." You and me, we used to oh, be together every day together. What song? Oh, you're, you oh, almost yeah. said, yeah. Don't what, uh, no, no, the word. what's the word? No, you're right there. You're right oh, there. So you close. almost just said it. 
I know. I remember that song. I remember. I remember hearing it no, in my mom's car song. when I was a kid. <laughs> you almost said the words. You almost really just said it's, it. Don't think. Don't Always. speak. Don't speak. Don't yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't, don't speak. speak. Oh, that's what she says. I remember that song. Yes. I don't do. speak. You're very close. I was. Oh, good job, Cole. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now here comes another question. Oh, those are fun. I like those. Yeah. <laughs> um. What is an overrated movie? An overrated that movie. that you think is that that's popular right now that you just that you've Man. seen that you're just like this is overrated. Popular right now. Ugh. I don't even any Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, any I can't, Marvel I movie. I can't stand the Marvel movies. So I, the new the so new Avengers with with Thanos. Yep, haven't you seen didn't any even of see them. it? Me nope. neither. The the Me last yeah. Marvel movie I saw in theaters was Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Yeah, and you just like you didn't you didn't dig I, it. No, at all. I I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Me too. I, I loved it. Was it. Freaking fun. But okay, I mean, what about Ant Man? Do you see Ant Man? I did see it. It was eh, eh. Paul Rudd is hard to get behind as a hero. He is. He's. A, he, I appreciate him in Knocked Up and Superbad. Oh, uh, I know he's not in Superbad. Is he? No. I appreciate him in Forty Year Old Virgin. Stuff. Yeah, and Forty Year Old Virgin, right, Knocked yeah. Up, stuff like that. He's funny. Yeah. Okay. Um. Ooh, God. We okay. We're at three hours right now, and I just got to this question, and we didn't even talk about this. I was just gonna say, what's your favorite video game? We know, oh, we know what that is of all everybody time. Everybody so, knows what this is. So, so okay, I'm gonna ask this: um, ocean or mountains? Ocean or mountains? They both are very sorry. I'd say mountains. Mountains. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Uh, ninjas or pirates? Pirates. Ooh. And then coffee or tea? Ooh, it depends on my mood. Do you do hot coffee? Yes. Always. Me always too. hot coffee. What about tea? Hot tea or iced tea? Hot tea. Never iced tea. So you're a hot Me drink too. all the time? Always. Even wow. if it's a thousand degrees outside. <laughs> See, I'm an ice drink all the time. Even if it's twenty degrees outside, really? I'm an ice guy. See, I'm a hot coffee guy. It's like guy I get to work, time. black coffee with my early morning black metal, and then like mid afternoon black jazz, coffee, straight black coffee, always black coffee. Nice, yeah. good for you. What kind of roast? What kind of what? What do you? I, what do you... I, I prefer dark dark roast. Yeah, dark roast. Any any about. brand? Um. Folgers, we, fucking all. No, what, we've, like, been, we've been on that that uh, full or not not Folger. Uh, whatever the Fred Meyer brand is. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, the the, uh, the, the, the uh, I don't remember what. It, Kroger, Kroger, that's Kroger right. roast, Thank you. Kroger dark <laughs> roast. Thank you for B. Um, okay, <laughs> cool. Um, okay, so oh, let's see. Um, I don't like that page. Doom. I don't like no, we'll, that. We're going to go. Doom. Okay. Oh, <laughs> final okay. answer. Okay. No, here's a great question. Here's a great question. Would you rather be able to run at 100 miles an hour or fly at 10 miles an hour? Ooh. I'd say run because I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> there it is. But terrified if you can fly, heights. you can't fall. And you're going but I'm slow. I'm really high up. No, I you mean, can fly I, at any level you want. You can fly, you can fly just fly right over the houses. The you can fly right over the ground. 
You can just fly. Go get the frisbee out of the tree. Go but grab the running, cat out I of the tree. I could be there in a few minutes. Oh, yeah. You're running oh, at seconds. 100 miles an hour all the seconds. time. You're just fucking uh, seconds. literally 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I could get if you anywhere wanted to. in a couple minutes. I would definitely running. pick running, too. I yeah, I mean, flying, I don't know. Dude, you I feel like it'd be 100. trippy. It'd be trippy as hell because you're like, whoa. Yeah, you're just up and just soaring over, but you're going slow. That's the thing. 10 miles an hour. Just cruising. Think of like a bicycle ride, a jaunty bicycle ride. But you're 25, 30 feet up, but just right over the treetops, just soaring over shit. That could be black metal as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd stick with running. Cool. Cool. Um, <laughs> would you rather have a sumo on top of you or be on top of a sumo? You ha- like you would either have to like lay on top of a sumo wrestler or have a sumo wrestler lay on top of you. Sounds uncomfortable either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? Um, how long? <laughs> yeah, right, right. I think it's indiscriminate. Oh, um, I think the event just has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just has to lay on somebody and. Is there sushi involved? Totally. Sushi afterwards. T- totally. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. Eat. I'll take the sushi. I mean, the the sumo <laughs> on top of me. <laughs> Whoa! All right. I'll I again. would much rather use a sumo wrestler as a futon I mean, than have to have him on top of me. That's like six, seven hundred pounds, dude. On oh, top it of have you. To be that yeah, bad, but, that big. I mean, no, no. A sumo wrestler. Get, seconds, get, at least and then you get some sushi. But or or you, you have a sumo wrestler laying on the ground and you just have to come and lay on top of him. You get to like find a comfy position you're you're literally just laying on top of him yeah you're not a giant it's like it's like cuddling the experience yeah you know yeah yeah you're you're exactly right it is cuddling a snorlax (laughs) i would much rather cuddle a snorlax and have snorlax lay on me i mean yolo (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's kind of what i was thinking too i was like okay i could get on that like maybe, maybe just <laughs> let him get on me. <laughs> maybe, no. maybe just to see how to heavy say, a sumo dude, wrestler actually is. I once had <laughs> yeah. a sumo wrestler lay on me once. Like, I, yeah. Was it one of those inflatable sushi? Shit happened. Oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> actually, it didn't you're really right. Happen, okay, no, wait, wait. Just, just you're say right. you did it. And you're you right. Had that you're right. Because oh. it'd be weird, guys. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, give, <laughs> no, it'd be weird. <laughs> I want sushi now. Yeah, me too. It'd be weird if you said, "Hey, guys, check this out." One time, I laid on a sumo wrestler. <laughs> yeah right. It's, it's it's different. That it's is like, weird. Hey man, I was like totally chilling, and the sumo wrestler laid on me, and then we made up and ate sushi. Is way I mean, cooler. Way cooler than, than like, like hey, right. man, hey man. I, I saw the sumo. I saw a sumo his belly button. Yeah right. <laughs> I saw relax. I saw a sumo wrestler <laughs> laying on the relax. ground, hopped on top of him like a love seat, and then we went and had sushi. Yeah, that's a little. Yeah, that's a little different. You're right. Skeptical. Okay. Um, Skeptical. At, to end this, yeah, give, a, give us, give us just. Tell, let, let's go a little bit with you and Doom. We didn't get into this much last time. <laughs> yes. We did talk about how great the original ones were, but please tell us what new Doom everything. New Doom. Doom Eternal? I don't know anything about it. They won't give me anything. I've been emailing them, and they won't give me anything. <laughs> yeah, I've been emailing them. <laughs> I That's love Doom. Priceless. Doom is the greatest video game. Greatest I agree everything in the planet yeah if you know me you know doom is like me <laughs> it was yeah. the first video game i ever played it's <laughs> the second love of my life it's it's yeah. amazing 
I love cool. Doom. I love. Do you have every version of Doom that you can play? Not every. I'm, I'm still missing Doom Two and Final Doom on on PC. PC. On PC, and then I need, uh, Doom for the Jaguar, which what's, I believe is thirty two X. What's the Jaguar? Sega. I oh, think I'm I'm so out of it. I know I don't have it for the Genesis, which is thirty two X, and I don't have it for the Jaguar. I've never even heard of the Jaguar. I don't know what that is. It was a bad console. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have it for DOS and I have it for PC. I have my original one I had for PC. <laughs> Damn. I love, yeah. What I, about Doom 64? I have Doom 64. That fucking game is amazing. I even, I I went to PRGE. I go to PRGE every year. Portland Retro Gaming Expo. It's yeah. my favorite weekend out of any any year. That sounds fun. Yeah. It is Sweet, so fun. Dude. You guys should that go this year. Fun. We'll play at the arcade. We'll play some gauntlet. We'll throw down some gauntlet. Beautiful. I love gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, dude. <laughs> let's do Hell it. yeah. Thank you. Um, let's, let's fucking. But let's do it. I, this last year, some guy was selling a complete boxed copy of Doom uh, for the Super Nintendo. Which, if anybody that knows Doom, that is the absolute worst port of Doom. Yeah. yeah. And I bought it. Uh, I was yeah. like, I mean, I have to have this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it came in like a protected case and everything. And it's in my shelf. You've seen my shelves. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's there in the display case with mm-hmm. the million other Doom things I have. What, what's <laughs> your favorite Doom? The original. By far. The original. On PC. PC. Always. What was yeah. like, what, Windows 95? Um... The original was DOS, and then they released the Ultimate Doom for 95. Yeah. yeah. Which, which had the, the one original in it, right? It was the original plus the expansion, which was um, Thy Flesh Consumed. Oh, yes, yes. The, the extra add-on. Crazy fucking... The hardest The hardest level ever. of all time. When you walk out on that platform foyer, and, and then, everything <laughs> just comes at you. like yep. it, You just get rushed by this. <laughs> I remember being a kid, and I didn't own Doom, but my buddy owned Doom. And I went over to his house, and... We would sit there late at night and turn it on, and we'd just be enveloped on this little tiny fucking screen, <laughs> Windows 95, playing that, yep. and we beat all the levels, and it's like, your flesh consumed. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we walk out onto this platform, and shit just, yep. eyes, eyes, and beasts, and everything just, <laughs> oh, it was the scariest thing. So where do you place, because for me, my favorite that I've ever played, because I played some of the newer Dooms on but I haven't played Doom on PC t- since like 2010. Um, I don't remember which one came out at that time. But where do you place Doom 64 among all of them? Um, for me, it's Doom 1, Doom 2, Doom 2016, which is the most recent one yeah. until Eternal comes out. Right. And then I place 64 there. See, for 64, for me, it wasn't Doom. For me, Doom was fast-paced, heavy metal. Oh, it was too. It was too long, slow problem solving. It was. It was too horror. Like Doom Three. Doom Three, I did not like. I mean, I. I, Yeah. It's Doom. I still love it, but it's not. It's not that crazy heavy metal gunning down demons, you know. It's long brutal. and horror and like, it's, and just yeah, sound yeah. and like waiting for something to come yeah, out at you. It's, it's that like horror aspect of things which isn't doom to me doom is that unrelenting stomping demons feeling like a badass see for me humanity for, for me doom 64 kind of encapsulated all that because the first few levels were long and daunting and you didn't see a lot of action but 
the music made the whole, like I remember being a kid playing that game and being like, oh my god, I'm so scared. Yeah. To like go into the yellow the yellow room because it has like that I have atmospheric feel. And then which... and then you get later in the game and all of a sudden it's onslaughts and you're just by the end of the game you're mowing down motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean I've played it a couple of times. I played it on the N64 and then the PC PC version. version yeah, yeah. Um. But to me, I mean, the original Doom where it's nonstop onslaught, you know, chain gun or plasma oh. gun constantly going, I mowing the, down these I love demons. the chain gun. Doom 1 with the chain gun is fucking unstoppable. I'm a plasma gun guy. Oh, yeah? Plasma? plasma gun. Never BFG. BFG's for pussies. Yep. Always yep. plasma gun <laughs> yep. or chainsaw. Last resort. Yep, yep. The no, BFG. no shot. Oh, maybe super shotgun. If we're talking Doom Two, Doom I'm a super Two shotgun, a super all shotgun. The way, oh, totally, all the way super shotgun. Totally, totally. Nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Badass Doom. man. I love Doom. <laughs> what, what was cool. the coolest new thing you just got Doom related? Doom pro, pro. Um, probably what Heather got me for my birthday. She got me the 25th anniversary Doom poster. It's hand numbered. I got 110 out of 500. Um, yeah. I mean, I just turned 24, so I'm a year late in yeah, the Doom yeah, thing. Yeah. But, I mean, Doom is sentimental to me. It's It'll mm. always be special to me in my heart and mm. everything. Just Yeah, that 25th anniversary, it's over there by the Doom so case. You, so you battle music, Doom, and Heather. <laughs> and that that is like a that's like the trifecta in your brain it is, of like it is. what you have I mean, to pay attention that's your that's realm what's always on my mind is heather doom and guitar yeah. <laughs> well not guitar but music, music in yeah. general yeah i mean it's always on my mind awesome mm. always i love that yeah i, I get that, home man. and i'm like do i want to play guitar or do i want to play doom <laughs> doom <laughs> yeah it depends yeah. on the day but of course fucking a yeah i love it all <laughs> Good man. Well, hey, dude, thank you so much for fucking stopping here. We're gonna go jam now. Hell for yeah. all Hell you yeah, motherfuckers dude. out Thanks. there, thank you for sitting along with us again. Yet another one. All oh, you. Um, Three and a half hours. That's yeah. That's how we do. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome, dude. That's how we do. It goes by, man. It goes by. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's fucking great. Um. Anyways, just like every other time, uh, we want you guys to drive like you know each other. Yeah, gargle balls. Gargle the fuck out of some balls. <laughs> and wow. uh, until next time, have a great journey through time and stuff, motherfuckers. Thank you. Ooh.